Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Chompcast, the official video game podcast of Sword Chomp. Nowadays, it seems like now more than ever, it's easy to spend an inordinate amount of money in a quick amount of time. Our money is worth less than it has ever been worth in our lifetimes. Corporations continue to raise prices with inflation while walking away with record profits. While people are begging for a reprieve, the cries fall on deaf ears as the decibel level can't reach the rich CEO's private jets or mega yachts. But at least we have video games, right? And at least we have companies like Sony who knows what we peons like. And that's ways to pay to play games without committing to a $60 price tag right off the bat. After seeing the success of Microsoft with Game Pass, Sony decided that it wanted a piece of the pie. The piece of the pie being your money. Yes, you, the person listening right now. It also means me and my co-hosts, but you don't really give a shit about us, do you? You want to know the price and conditions of this new service and how it will affect you. Don't kid yourself. We know what you want to hear, and god damn it, we're going to give you what you want. So if you could just sit the fuck down and listen, we'll fucking tell you. <sighs> oh, and uh, we'll also be discussing games that we've been playing, like uh, Kirby and Triangle Strategy and Tunic. We'll also be rounding out the show with some social media polls that y'all voted on. Y'all. I wonder when the first y'all was uttered. Utter is also a funny word. Right after somebody got done fucking their cousin. Probably. But anyways. Intros. Let's do those fucking things. Yeah, whichever one. Just pick one. Yeah. Yeah. So today I'm joined by a man who once slapped 24 raw chickens as he thought they all made a joke about his penis. As it turns out, the chickens were already dead and defeathered. He was high off of mushrooms and accidentally wandered into a butcher shop while looking for the nearest pizza hut in New York to belittle them for existing in a city that he claims does pizza better than Will Smith pretends to be happy with his life. A man who would never admit he'd suck a fart out of Liza Minnelli's asshole. I'm joined by Rich Meister. How you doing today, Rich? I'm doing phenomenal. That story's mostly accurate, but there are a few inconsistencies. I was on bath salts. Um, I was going to the Pizza Hut to get the cheese at pizza so I could give it to the homeless and save them. Uh, and no, I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Otherwise, it's pretty much spot on. I mean, I think that was a good uh, effort by you to try and get that cheese at pizza because potentially you'd be constipating the um, homeless people, making them less likely to need a bathroom. That was very nice of you. Uh, if you did want to get a Pizza Hut, though, to my knowledge, I think the only one is in Penn, and it's it it's probably a Pizza Hut Express. I don't know what kind of menu items they're rocking there. What is a Pizza Hut Express? I've never even heard of that. It's like a small Pizza Hut you'd see inside like a train station or an airport. Oh, okay. Do like personal pan pizzas and stuff. It's almost like a kiosk Pizza yeah. Hut in a way. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think it's just, I think I think that's the only like, the one I'm aware of is that one in Penn Station. Hmm, that's fair. And what about sucking a fart out of Liza Minnelli's asshole? You answered that question yourself, didn't you? I guess. I, I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. What? Why wouldn't you admit that you'd want to do that? Look, man. You're not my therapist. I know because I killed my therapist. 
He's dead now. Mm. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is Han shot first. But he's not the one who shot last. But he didn't shoot the death. No, he is. Because Greedo died. Dude, I don't know enough about Star Wars to have this conversation with you. <laughs> I'm a Star Trek guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wars is sorry. the one with Alec Guinness in it. He originally... Greedo shot last originally. Although He missed, though, right? He, he hit missed, the wall. though. But I, 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 I've been over this. I can't remember if it was on the show or not, but I, I actually like the change to Greedo shooting first because it shows that Han is just a lucky son of a bitch instead of actually being skilled. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, but I'm pretty sure he did shoot even originally. But you might be right that Han shot last as well, even in that case, because if he was already dead and that was just an involuntary, you know, muscle spasm. That doesn't count, Is, the, is that Greedo shooting? That's Is that divine intervention? Sort of a, yeah... Exactly. You give me a lot mm. to think about. Exactly. Yeah, well, while you're doing that, Rich, and thank you for being here, let me introduce the other person that I'm joined by, um, who was seen at their local, local farmer's market nibbling on a florist's stock of daffodils. Multiple people attempted to stop them, but they were insistent on eating the flowers. Their appetite was fiendish. After eating a surplus of daffodils, they began to projectile vomit on the bystanders. Through streams of barf, they screamed, I will purge this world! A cavalcade of police marched up to where the incident took place, but all they found were the patrons of the market ill, angered, and disgusted. As they questioned the people affected, they heard a motorcycle rev up behind them. The vomiting person screamed at them, Put the pedal to the metal, baby. Woo! Um, put the pedal to the metal. Because it's a flower. That was a long yeah. walk for that pun. Before speeding off. Wouldn't the Please person... welcome to the show, Josh Fowler. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? I don't know. Yeah. I, I was I, already I, I contemplating thought... whether Greedo shot last, and now I've got to contemplate yeah. that intro as well. And... Now it's you wish lot. Greedo shot first? Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't the, the vomiting person screaming be more like, put the to the <laughs> <laughs> But then I, I wouldn't have got that A-tier pun. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. See, the best way to do this would be in film form, where, of course, the, the vomit would be CG, and you could actually have it spell out the <laughs> words I was trying to say as it, <laughs> as it flies out. Towards the camera. Be like who puked it's, first. It's yeah. it's like when you see in a movie like a, a jet that spells it out in the sky. Yep. You project out vomit and it would just float in the air, put the pedal to the metal. Yep. Yeah. Beautiful. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's like peak early two thousands era comedy right there. Wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely wonderful, darling. Phenomenal. You did so uh, good. Phenomenal. Oh, you so did good. so good. Oh, you, you made those flowers so good. You gonna eat something? You should eat something. You should eat some <laughs> other than daffodils. They're horrible. Daffodils. Yep. <laughs> daffodils. 
I went a little southern there. I'm sorry. But no, Josh, how are you doing this week, buddy? Pretty good. It's not actually been that long since we recorded last with, with yeah, everything going on. Yeah, did we do this like on. yesterday? Yeah. I'm like, how am I? About the same as last time. It's, it's, it's been eight hours. It's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no change. No change to speak of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, for those that are listening to this, um, it's going to probably go up at normal time. But we had to record early this week because I'm going to be out of town all week for work training as I'm starting a new job. By the way, I'm Shay calling in from Japan. Um, yeah, so the guys had to accommodate me and we decided to record the show a little bit early. So um, it feels really weird because as I was writing the show, I was like, not much has changed over the past few <laughs> days since we recorded the last show. That was yeah. Before you could like curb us off to ask us what games you're playing this week, and I've been like, I've played one game because like I hadn't played anything new because I just haven't had a moment, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and like as I was thinking about that, I was like, oh yeah, the guys are on the same page as me because that's how I've been like the past two three weeks is like I have not had a free moment to really sit down and just devour a game. I also took a shower with the door open when I got home so I could watch Moon Knight before the show while I took a shower. <laughs> I love that. I yeah. love that. Like the the t- is it TV show or is it a movie? It's a TV show. I, w- I wanted to watch the first episode. I cannot sleep on Moon Knight. All right. Is it all up or is it just It's uh, uh the, the first episodic. of 6 parts is up okay. today. Okay. Okay. Did you finish it? I finished the first episode, yeah. Okay, we'll talk about that Not a little the shower, bit later. Not the shower though. The shower, no. I couldn't. I was too transfixed by Oscar Isaac's performance. Mm-hmm. How was the shower, by the way, Rich? It was a good shower. I'm, I'm getting this thing. I think I switched soaps recently, right? Hmm. And now I'm getting that thing where I'm like very itchy after the shower. And uh, I'm pretty sure that is not the soap. No, I've, I've been doing the research. It's potentially just the soap drying out my skin. Yeah. No, I, I'm pretty sure that's not the soap. I mean, I, I distinctly remember you at one point taking the advice of a former host about not wearing rubbers, and I think that's coming back to I've bite you. I've never taken any advice that host gave me. <laughs> Speaking of that, um, I had something that reminded me of our dearly departed Morgan, who's departed perfectly Fuck. alive he's alive i, I talked to him to get like the other Facebook, day apparently <laughs> he's perfectly alive and over at the loot chest but no i was uh i was at a uh, after basketball i played basketball oh oh the, earlier in the week and, the archaic um, form of departed yes the one that's exactly. not just a euphemism that's like right the, like the movie exactly okay i didn't Tell know me. he was a co-op are you a fucking co-op that's i exactly didn't know what... he was a co-op <laughs> Are you a fucking co-op? No, not a fucking co-op. Oh, that's exactly what I was... Rich, I was going to do this thing. Oh, I love you. But uh, no, so after basketball, I'm walking by the river with some friends, which um, is where you can do Hanami because all the cherry blossoms are out. And one of my buddies, um, we were like, hey, like, come join us for like a drink. Like the, the buddies of mine were all going to drink. And uh, he's like, nah, I can't, man. I got, I got somebody waiting at home. Like. He just got out of a uh, a marriage, and so he's doing his thing. And I was like, "Okay, cool, wear a rubber." And he's like, "I never do." And I was like, <laughs> oh. "Okay, Morgan, <laughs> you should." <laughs> nah, no, nah, but um, oh, Morgan, the the times you talk about not wearing a rubber, 
gave me anxiety. Secondhand anxiety, rather. Yeah. Yeah. Rich, you always wear rubbers on your on your ventures, correct? Yeah, I always keep put, put one on my hand like you're supposed to. Uh. <laughs> I don't want herpes in my fingernails. Exactly. <laughs> uh, always wear condoms, kids. I wonder if there is someone out there who legitimately doesn't know how condoms work and puts them on their hand. Or has promise, put them on their hand. It's like, I, I don't want my hand to get gonorrhea. I promise you, they, they, uh, they put it on their tongue before they do oral. <laughs> that's, why, that's why they get the flavored ones. I gotta get the strawberry ones. The normal ones taste like shit. I don't like the ribbed ones. They hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get the sheepskin ones. I'm vegan. understand this bit it's uncomfortable <laughs> <laughs> all right well let's get into the <laughs> video games right remember when the show yeah. was about video games yeah let's 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 do that so here's how we're going to start this segment usually i do kind of like a little preamble lead-in but we need the facts about what we're going to be discussing before we start this so sony announced three tiers to their new subscription service which is going to be launching a little bit later in this year during the summer so I will briefly go over their names and benefits as well as a price, and then I have some talking points for us. So strap in, here's a little bit of information off the bat. So the first tier is called the PlayStation Plus Essential. The benefits are two monthly downloadable games, uh, discounts, cloud storage for saved games, online multiplayer access. Um, there is zero difference between this and the current PlayStation Plus tier. It's just changing the name to PlayStation Plus Essential. Now the pricing is fifty nine ninety nine U.S. dollars for obviously the U.S. for yearly, uh, fifty nine ninety nine euro for Europe, forty nine ninety nine uh, pound for the U.K. and then fifty one forty three yen for Japan. How many quid? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't watch Harry Potter. Uh, next tier is PlayStation Plus Extra. Um, that is the second tier. Uh, same benefits as the first. You get the added benefit of up to 400 of selected PS4 and PS5 games. This includes first-party and third-party developers. Uh, they are downloadable for play. So that's the additional benefit. The pricing will be uh, $99.99 US dollars uh, for the US, $99.99 Euro for Europe, £83.99 for the UK, and 8,600 yen for Japan. The final tier is the PlayStation Plus Premium. Uh, all benefits of the first two tiers, and then, excuse me, an additional 340 games. Uh, some are going to be from the PS3 era, and they're only available via cloud streaming. Uh, there will also be some games from the PS1, PS2, and PSP era available for streaming and download. Uh, cloud streaming access for the PS1, PS2, PSP, and PS4 games where PS Now is available. That is a very important um, detail there. If PS Now is not available in your region, they will actually discount the price of this version um, because obviously you don't get that, that additional benefit. Uh, Time-limiting game trials will be available to see if customers want to buy the games, and these are going to potentially be for the brand-new titles. So you'll get a game trial... I don't, they didn't release the exact time frame. It's projected mm. to be like a day or two. Or... So like in, hmm. like, you mean instead of a demo, like you just get the full thing for X oh, amount of oh, time? Yes. yes. 
essentially is what is uh is it's what they said on there. Interesting way to do that. Yeah, it's, it's I, I yeah I'm kind of saves the that. developers the effort. Right. Yeah, no yeah. one has to put in extra effort, and I that's a genuinely good thing to have. Like yeah. that is that's a nice feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see that, and we'll get into that a little bit later before we break it down. Now, uh, the the pricing for this one is in the U.S. It's one hundred nineteen dollars and ninety nine cents. Hundred and nineteen. Oh, how do I say this? Hundred and nineteen point ninety nine euro for Europe. Ninety nine point ninety nine pound for the UK, and then uh, Ichiman Nihaku Gosen Yen or ten thousand two hundred fifty yen for Japan. So uh, that is the pricing. Those are all the tiers. Uh, and just just a quick reminder: the first tier is called PS Plus Essential. Tier two is PS Plus Extra. Tier three and the final tier is PS Plus Premium. So, uh, essential, why? extra, why, premium. Why? Why did these naming, like fucking hell, like? Well, it's nice what, to see that it's not just they Microsoft, keep trying though. to Everyone's one up each other with with the Xbox One and the Wii U and now whatever these service names all are. No, yeah, I, I think it is nice though that we can give Microsoft a break and be reminded that Sony is also terrible at naming things, like. They they all sounded identical, as far as like. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like it's, just it's, just it's just not... name it what it is. Like like PlayStation. This one has the old games. PlayStation. This one has the new games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's it is what it is. But my my first question, and and this is kind of where I wanted to start, is when. When you first heard this announcement, I don't know where you guys were at. I don't know if this, I, I, Rich, I know this I'm isn't John. your first time hearing it. Josh, I'm not sure if it was this was your first time hearing all the details and everything. But what were your initial thoughts when you first heard the news about um, these three tiers and what they're offering and whatnot? And I'll go ahead and throw it to you first, Rich. Um, I am very into it, and I should preface this by saying that I know this sort of thing is not going to end up being for everyone, but especially for me. I like the competitive pricing model, like in the same way Game Pass does it by having these different tiers that are more affordable and can afford you some content. And I wouldn't necessarily have been all in on it, but that tier that's going to get you PS1, PS2, and PSP stuff, like that is, I fucking adore that. That is amazing to me. That is the kind of stuff we've been hoping they would do for a very long time. Like having access to big back catalogs is a, yeah. is a fucking huge win. And we don't know how much of that stuff is going to be there, but I'm hopeful uh, to see what that stuff is. And I know we'll get a little more into pricing as we talk here. Probably it's comparable to game pass and it is a little bit of a different thing, especially with that higher tier focusing on having a lot of retro stuff, which again, huge win to me and a ton of people who love that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Also, so, the PC yeah. access is, is important, too, because I think it's important to remember a big win for Microsoft is they can sell shit to people that don't own their box. This yeah. essentially gives Sony that same leg up. Right, right, exactly. So, I mean, your your initial impressions were you were pretty high on. I'm pretty positive on it. Okay, uh, just for first impressions. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Josh, same question. What were kind of your first impressions or I'm... initial thoughts? I'm I'm really excited about the PSP part of it because that is just a dumb form factor that came and went. There's no way to really play any old, of those old games without, you know, old hardware that frankly way. has really 
the batteries on those things are some of the most finicky batteries I've ever dealt with on the PSP. So, like, I have to I'm buy a, a new of one of those factor. every few months that I want to play one of those games. Um, I'm a fan of the form factor. I really like the PSP Go, oh, yeah, for example. Oh, yeah, it feels good. But, but... Ha- having, yes, having a place to access those games, to yeah. access that library, is... That's that's legally, that's huge. That's... Yeah. I yeah. still think it's fucking stupid that the PS1 through 3 type stuff, if, if they're going to emulate it on this thing, and that's 100% what they are doing by putting out versions of it that run on a PS5 or, or whatever else. That's them essentially saying, yeah, we've got an emulator that works on this machine, but you still don't have backwards compatibility. For some reason, yeah. Which is some bullshit. I, well, I important think to note, Josh, if, with the PS3, it only streams. Well, well the, hold on, the PS3 hold on. Games before before, before we get into that, because we yeah. are going to get into that. But still, like they should, with the launch of this, also have it be, congratulations, now your PS1 and 2 games just work on your new That would consoles. be great. That would be that great. would be great for goodwill. I doubt it would lose them any money, and it would not be complete dog shit towards games preservation and and their consumer base. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, we'll definitely um, we'll definitely get into that a little bit later as we're kind of talking about some of the other things because I definitely that is one of the aspects I really want to talk about, but um. I just want to briefly say when I heard about this news, I it didn't really do much for me. It didn't really move the needle for me. Um, of course, like out of all all three of us, I would say that I, I in the past few years I've really probably been the most consistently on the nostalgia train in terms of buying old games mm-hmm. that I I already own just to play them in HD remaster quality. Not saying I'm the only one. I'm saying I'd probably be. I mean, if I'm being transparent, I'm probably the yeah. most consistent one in the past few years. And as excited as I am in some regards for the PS1 and PS2 titles, because PS1 is probably my second favorite console of all time, hearing hearing that it's going to be 340 games up to that from the PS1, PS2, PS3, and PSP era without any indication of what those games are going to be is not really encouraging for me as of right now um so like that was just my first impressions is like okay cool but what are those games gonna be so that's kind of where i'm at right now that that is the important part but i also have no doubt that library will grow oh for sure for sure um just right right now i'm tepid on it like that that was my first impression i was like huh okay yeah i think the 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 nice part of it is because a lot of this is kind of attached to their Again, it's bullshit. You have to pay for multiplayer. But since we have to pay for multiplayer at this point, type tacked on stuff, that's 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 the reason why I've kind of been tolerant of the way the old games on uh, on Switch are. Like, you can pay a little extra for, you know, uh, the N64 and some, and you can have some, some expansions past, and stuff. But, like, because it's kind of thrown in there makes it makes it more worthwhile. And then them having so many different pricing structures, like, you know, or, you know, all these... By having more than one tier, it makes you really think about what you're getting for the extra money is kind of the, the thought process to me that currently I'm not sold 
that you know the upgrades are worth it like it looks neat in concept but yeah like you're saying we just don't know what games are there yet um to know if it actually is and again kind of like i was saying if you've got these old games it isn't like it's just plug in an old machine it takes you an extra two minutes to get it hooked up but I mean, yeah, but it's not always that simple. Like, getting these older consoles to run nicely on modern TVs is not always the easiest thing in the world. Like, there is something to be said for the convenience factor of having a bunch of PS1 games I could just turn on my PS5 and fire up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's a big aspect to that is um, when, when you consider the PS1, PS2, PS3, PSP, all those games, of course, I could... All of us could, uh, or not all of us, but many of us could just go plug in our old systems and play them. But it's the process of finding yeah. the system. Well, that, and, and if you don't, of... if you didn't have them to begin with, it is right. a much it... more accessible way to get a hold of them as opposed to tracking down. And well, in some cases, like it's it's pretty easy to find an old PS One or PS Two because they sold so well. There's just tons of machines they're, they're out everywhere. there. But, well, I mean, but, I, th- I think that's know. less of the issue and it's more of like actually finding the games you want to play. And I think there's a certain factor of even playing games that you never got to play during those eras that are going to be really yeah. difficult to track down uh, money wise. And like, how do you even know some of those games exist without ever having heard of them? You know, because like I was such a big fan of the PS1 era, I could say, man, I really hope that Kadelka is going to show up in the service. And most people are going to be like, what the fuck is Kadelka? Like, fuck you. Well, <laughs> yeah, sure. But, uh, <laughs> but they're going to be like, what, the, what, what is Kodelka? And it's like, oh, it's this horror RPG and it was really campy and it, it was objectively not the greatest game, but it's a, it's a Swedish furniture game. shop. Man, exactly. I, can't, I can't wait to play the bouncer on my PS5. That, oh my God. There you go. So, I mean, convenience factor is one thing, but I also think the 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 library is going to be such a big driver of that, that premium tier. But um, let's, let's get into the pricing really quickly. So what, what are your guys' impression of the pricing of, of this? So Josh, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you first on this. What do you think about the three different pricing tiers? And just to remind you, and I'll do it from the U.S. angle since you are a, currently in the U.S., it's a, for the first tier, it's $60 yearly. The second tier, it's $100 yearly. And then the premium or third tier, it's $120 yearly. So uh, that premium tier is going to average out to about $10 a month. What do you think about that? Um, it's too high. Um, just for what it is. I mean, it's... it's, it's, it's reasonable if they're going to end up getting tons of new games kind of along the exact same lines as game pass um they seem to be acting like that's the case but again we don't know yet and that's that's a lot to buy into um for that price frankly game pass is overpriced because most new games are trash anyway so like it saves me this is not a comparison of buying games to getting it this is a comparison to if i rented a game is what the price model should actually be compared to 
because but it's not 1992. So, well, I mean, there's still red boxes everywhere, but they don't carry games anymore. Yeah, whatever. They don't. Nope, they have not for about over a year at this point. Oh eh. wow, I'm pretty sure GameFly still exists because they still send me emails. But regardless, the comparison is a rental. You own nothing with this. This is overpriced for that, but it's understandable. Uh, especially, kind of like Rich was saying, if you don't have one of their machines, just to play it on PC, although I've yet to see any streaming done well, so... Eh. Mm. Sure. Okay. Rich, what what are your thoughts on the pricing right now? Um, I mean, it's going to be hard to say definitively, like, yes, this is worth it until I see exactly what the offering breakdown is. And as Josh said, how many new games are going to be put on that service and how quickly those new games are going to be put out. Mm-hmm. Because the way I look at Game Pass and like I get it, $120 is expensive. I don't look at $10 a month as a ton of fucking money. And the way I look at Game Pass is if I play two new releases on that a year, it's worth it. And I play a lot more than that on Game Pass. So if the offering. Yeah. If I play as much stuff on this as I do on Game Pass, then I think that $120 is worth it. As for, like, the middle bracket, to me, if I'm going to go from spending $60 to $100, I might as well just pay the $120 and get the extra stuff. That That's the one that makes the least sense to me. It's such I don't a understand nothing that tier, tier to me. at all. If it were, like, 80 or 85 then I'd something, get it. Something closer to that lower tier, I could, like... The 60 to 100 and then 100 to 120 is such a weird difference to me. Yeah. I, I That middle tier should be like $80. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. That's it's, And they may specifically have it priced that way so that no one ever buys it. This is the... This, they is, the, want, this, this, this is the giving two options so your boss can pick the one that is obviously not dog shit of, of he, pricing... Tiers. It's one of those ones where I could see like a year from now, there's just two tiers that yeah. they look at it and go, nobody's subscribing at this tier. Well, but bump everyone who's yeah. currently subscribed to it down to the base tier and eliminate this one. Again, mm. unless the whole point of this is to say, oh, but it's only 20 extra bucks for the other one. So like, I, well, yeah, if that's the case, it's working. Congratulations, Sony. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so I agree. The comparison lot. from 120 to 60 is massive but if you're thinking oh it's only 20 bucks more than this other thing that i didn't have or want anyway that's really reasonable compared to doubling the price you're paying i, I now. don't even think of it as like oh it's really reasonable i just think of it as if i'm gonna spend a hundred dollars i might as well just spend the fucking 120 yeah in for a penny in for a pound yeah. yeah yeah here so here's what i'll say my initial thought was goddamn, that's expensive because when you see 120 dollars that is overwhelming. I don't think they um, marketed that as well as they should. Instead of saying, like, it's $120 a year, they should have said, it's $10 a month well, if you sign up for a full year. That is a less daunting number. Well, they do say that. Much- they say that with their monthly thing that they've had now, but because, again, they're too cheap to charge you monthly because they want to save the transaction fees, you only get that price if you pay yearly. Yeah, you only get it when you pay up front. Um, yeah, which is obnoxious. Um, it would be great to be able to pay month per month. Because um, that's something Gamefly, or not Gamefly, but Game Pass has on them. Oh, there's a game yeah. coming out this month I want to play. 
let's pick up the subscription for the month I want it. Well, um, the, one thing they do allow for monthly. You can pay monthly. It's just yes, but it's a different price. Yeah, yeah, it's not that price though. Um, oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Yes, I see what you're saying. Right. Um, um it's still my, maybe my initial... worth it to mm. to only do the the monthly thing, except that. If you're doing that, then you're not getting the cheaper yearly version of whatever lower tier you'd get as an alternative, which right. is the frustrating thing. Absolutely, um, yeah. I could I could see that, yeah. But after after seeing it in that way, I realized, oh, it's actually cheaper than Game Pass. Um, mm-hmm. So in some ways, that that isn't bad. But I'm thinking about this kind of from a different angle, and I'm sure you guys are think have thought about it too. Just haven't verbally said it is. Um, that's a lot of things to sign up for because you have Xbox Game yeah. Pass, you have Nintendo just buffing up their their own online service with uh their new expansion pass to their their service, and now Sony is doing their own version, which I I tallied out. If you had Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you had the expansion plus Nintendo Switch Online service. And you have the uh, PlayStation Plus Premium service. It accumulates to about twenty nine dollars and seventeen cents U.S. dollars. By the way, um, that's how we're going to be operating here, just simply because Not all rubles. three of us are Americans, even though yeah. I live in Japan. Um, so it's about twenty nine thirty dollars a month for all three services. Now that does sound like a lot of money. You consider the fact that Netflix just upped their prices to twenty dollars a month. And it's, I mean, it's relatively comparable, especially if you, like, have Netflix and Hulu. You're spending about the same amount of money there. So, at the end of the day, not that much more expensive than paying for TV, right? Yeah. But And I'd probably <clears throat> get rid of some of the TV stuff before I would get rid of some of the video game stuff. Yeah, same. Right, and That's same. just me. That's... Uh... <clears throat> I, think, I think it's all going to be dependent on what you kind of prioritize your free time with, what, what mm-hmm. you're what your real hobby is like if you're more of a tv guy obviously you're willing to bite the bullet and spend more on netflix and hulu or what are you into anime whatever. video games or pornography <laughs> whatever tv service you want to spend your money on but if you're more into video games it's obviously that's gonna that's gonna be easier for you to to pay that money uh or to want to pay that money so i um yeah there were some amazing comments from from the Sword Chomp community, so I don't want to tread over those because I definitely have more thoughts on the pricing. But some of the commenters had some really good comments on that, so I'll kind of save some of my my thoughts for that for a little bit later. But I I will say yeah, the the price jump from uh, essential to extra tier one to tier two is a pretty sizable jump, and that yeah. one that one was a little bit surprising. It's daunting. Maybe. It's it, again like that's the thing. More than anything, it makes the middle tier feel like just not, like that would be the stupid choice to make, in my opinion. Especially yeah. when the last tier just seems so specifically catered to me, and they're like, "This is where the old games are," and I'm like, "Oh, I like old games." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So now let's focus on the benefits. Um, just and just as a quick I'm not going to go through all of them as a quick reminder the first tier is the same as PS Plus now tier 2 you get f- up to 400 of selected PS4 and PS5 games from first and 30 third first second and third party developers everything in second. between there downloadable for play I thought I was the second party You're the you're the first party buddy 
And uh, the the final tier, you get access to the PS1, PS2, PSP era gaming for streaming and download, PS3 via streaming only, and time-limited game trials of brand new games. So that's essentially a very quick rundown recap of the benefits. Uh, Rich, what were your um, what are your thoughts on those benefits? Um, I mean, I guess we we kind of touched on this a little bit, but my my main thing is, uh, I think they sound pretty appealing until we know exactly what kind of third party deals they're making and what those libraries are going to look like and how much stuff they're getting day one. It's hard to say how alluring they are. Yeah. Um, assuming they're comparable to Game Pass, that's fucking great, and I. More than anything, I, j- I really want to know what third-party developers they're working with and what studios are going to be getting stuff up here. Um, yeah. And beyond that, like, moving on to the top tier one, uh, the thing that sold me, and I am a sucker for this shit, is the, the old game library, the PS1, PS2, yeah, Especially PSP the PSP, stuff. for me, is, yeah. like, the reason I'd be, like, I could dig out my PSP and find a working battery or, or just stay plugged up to a wall, or... Tell me... Tell me they got Crisis Core on there. Tell me other people who are not me are going to be able to play Crisis Finally, Core. yeah. Be able to talk yeah, to someone I... other than the mirror about that game. Zach's <laughs> so cool. I'm like, go to, go to school. I'm like, I'm sorry, Dad. <laughs> um, yeah, I... I'll throw it to Josh first, actually. I don't know if you... you I know you were just kind of reflecting on it a little bit, but... What what additional thoughts do you kind of have on the benefits? I mean, my thoughts, again, were that both the Microsoft and the Sony versions of, here, pay for multiplayer, because we wouldn't want anything to happen to this nice multiplayer you've got here, um, was com- they, that was complete dog shit pricing for what they were offering as their lowest tiers before. Um, Nintendo got the pricing right on that as far as paying for multiplayer um, their system was not as good to begin with it's, it's getting fine at this don't point don't you guys have phones? but I mean that's the thing like it, we give it a lot of shit but also like I don't use the parties on Xbox for fucking anything at this point anyway but I have not um, done that since I was in college yeah, like um, if I'm hanging out talking to people, I'm talking to them on Discord. Like that dedicated Discord stuff yep. on Sony's platform, if anything, is the best move they could have had. Yeah, I mean, even even though that Nintendo has the thing on their phone, everyone still uses Discord. Um, Especially if I have to use another device anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Cynically, this feels like a distraction from... Man, we are really overcharging for the fucking nothing we give you. Uh, let's let's throw in a couple things that we don't have to pay any money for uh, and charge them more for it. Is it's an awful mm. lot what it feels like, and yeah, and unless we see some serious, you know, release day big games that is this is this is saving me from buying the new release type offerings um it's yeah it just it just feels like them justifying overcharging us for stuff still to me so i think that you know because i was kind of thinking about a conversation last week and this is kind of an expansion on what you're talking about josh 
talking about last week where Game Pass is is cool because we're able to try certain games, and then if we like them, we can support them in other ways, whether we buy the game, whether we buy merch, um, mm-hmm. whether we buy you know, the physical copy of the game, whatever, whatever it is, we can always do that. We have that option to do that, right? And with this, this premium service where you'll get a time, timed version of the game so you can try it out to see if you want to buy it, Mm-hmm. I think that's a really cool thing. And honestly, I think that's probably one of the cooler aspects about the service I mean, is that to me, that's essentially like being able to go to the store and rent it like we did back in the 90s. Um, but it's going to depend on what the limitations of yeah. that are. Yeah, too, the because... limitations on that are a big part of that because if you rent it, you always had the option to rent it again if you want to play a little more. If this is just a, you've got two hours, you've got three hours to play this game sort of a thing. That sounds an awful lot like a demo. Why am I paying for demos? Um, yeah, absolutely. It's like, and I wonder how they're going to cap that off because yeah. imagine them dropping the Final Fantasy 7 Chapter 2 or Part 2 remake. If they cap that off at two hours, that is not a good indication of a game of that scale and magnitude whether or not you'd want to buy that game. Um, especially for a newcomer. Yeah. And yes, maybe newcomer isn't the target audience there per se, but that is a fan base you want to tap into or a potential fan base you want to tap into. So is two hours a reasonable amount for that game? Yeah, Probably it's such not. a different so, chunk of a game from one genre to the next. Or from even it's from be one interesting game in a genre to the that. next. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if they're going to like have a different demo length for each particular game or, or or how they're gonna do it because we just don't have the details to know i just i again like, I, don't, I don't see how it's different from a demo and paying paying for a demo feels really weird unless they're offering something like this is you know way more of play half the game yeah type I of mean, a type of a thing it's not like the 90s where you pay for that demo disc and then you get i don't know mediocre pizza hut pizza on the side mm-hmm that sounds dope as hell. <laughs> as you were just pizza slamming now. Pizza Hut in the intro. That's the joke. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. My I don't know if I, I've ever brought this up before, though, but my preferred fast food pizza is, is Pizza Hut. Like, if you have to have an actual dog shit garbage pizza, it's Pizza Hut. That's what I'm in the Hut. mood for. Like, Papa John's is somewhere between complete If you're feeling particularly food. hateful. Yeah, yeah. Like, like this, this is... It's still not real, real pizza, but it's it's much better than, you know, fast food type pizza. But it's it, it also doesn't scratch that itch of I'm killing myself. Mm. In in the way that some of the others do, which is really satisfying. Um, right. I mean, every now and then you just you need to go spend five dollars for a Little Caesars pizza and walk out with the knowledge that you're gonna hold that thing to your head and pull the trigger naturally you guys are so dramatic i just like i like i thought that was beautiful (laughs) i like pizza in all forms actually i was i was talking about this with a few friends yesterday i had the the best pizza i think i've ever had in japan yesterday um i went to this restaurant with my friend we were walking around doing some shopping and it was a bacon chicken and potato pizza and 
what was cool about it is they put a little lemon wedge on there for you to squeeze lemon on it. And now I've ne- I don't remember mm. ever having lemon on the pizza, but it I was could... really fucking good. It was like an additional. That sounds a little appealing. That sounds I'd, I'd definitely be up to try that. That sounds pretty yeah, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I was surprised at how well the uh, the lemon complemented everything. Oh yeah, no, you need something. This is this is this is a whole thing. Hawaiian pizza, terrible. Pineapple and bacon pizza is great because you need something extra salty to counteract the extra sweetness you get from putting fruit on a pizza. Josh, you're blowing my mind right now because over a year ago at this point, somebody told me this exact same thing, and I was very much on drugs at the time. (laughs) But we ordered the pizza you're describing, and it was revelatory because it's it's so much better than hawaiian or then canadian bacon for your hawaiian pizza i'm not like a pineapple pizza sucks kind of guy i'm kind of like if it's here i'll eat it but it's not going to be my top pick yeah but like like you said the way saltier flavor of the bacon with the pineapple that's fucking revelatory it's so much better than adding hey let's put a really sweet meat on there and you know what would go well with that the sweetest fucking fruit known to mankind yeah yeah you're absolutely correct yeah, yeah, but it didn't stop there, guys. For me, I also had carbonara uh, pasta, Ooh, and then I had a uh, strawberry chia seed soda, which was really good. And then I finished it off with a stack of uh, chickleberry flapjacks. Chia seed soda. Yeah. I had some very what, good... What? Chia seed soda. Actually, no, that's just registering in my brain now that I've heard it out loud a second no, time. No, no, like, I... I... It was good. Like no, I like chia, but it's a it's a food thickener. I'm trying to figure out what would be left of the chia that it would manage to stay a soda without turning into like a jelly. Well, I mean, just like oh, it is because it's with strawberry. Imagine like those tiny seeds of the strawberry. Just oh, was it like so? It wasn't like it had chia seeds in it, like uncrushed. Yeah. Okay. All right, yes. that makes sense because once you crush them, all the starches leach out and it will turn into a jelly. But if they left no, no, actual no, chia seeds whole, it wouldn't yes. do that. that yes, all right, no, that makes, that makes more sense to me now. That sounds appealing. Yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was thinking of, like, because, yeah, I've used chia to, to thicken, like, sauces and stuff before. And I was, I was trying to figure out how that would work without you having a soda that you drink with a, you know, a spoon. Yeah, some... no, it was good. It was the best meal I've had in Japan in quite some time, I will say. Wow. But that all did I was talking really about good. pizza reminded me of that. Sorry. Yeah, you remind me. I had some very good uh, salted caramel ice cream mochi this weekend. Oh god, Ooh. that sounds good. I'm hungry. Let's yeah. let's get out of here, guys. We're, like, let's fucking leave. Sorry, we're fucking done with the podcast. <laughs> I want food. No, but um, you know, back back to the topic on hand. Um, I don't like in terms of the benefits. I don't think the jump from tier one to tier two is where. I can't say that. I can't say that because a bunch of PS4 and PS5 games, yeah. it will depend on the library. It really depends That's on the lineup for that tier. So much of this, is, so much of it in general is dependent on the lineup. But mm-hmm. like at a glance to me, that is the least appealing tier because it just feels like it's not quite all the way there. Yeah. Well, this this is, um, I, I'm having a hard time because there are a lot of things I want to say here, but I know a lot of the comments we're about to read are going to touch on these. Well, let's get so. to them. Let's get to them then. We can, well, well, I'm sure we'll discuss yeah, a million I, more things to do right, with this in a moment. Right. 
actually, the next question I had was what we just answered. My next question was the most important aspect of the service to get you on board. And we all just answered this. It's going to yeah. be what the lineups are. Yeah. Yeah. Because, so, again, like, we've I said that about in how expensive every step, it is. So. It might be expensive or it might be saving me money is the mm. big thing there. And it, that depends on the lineup by such – like, that, that, that's it. What, that's the, the thing, lineup, right? It depends whether this is saving me money or costing me an arm and a leg. I Like, I – that's the thing though right because that's the deal with game pass is like mm-hmm. is game pass arguably expensive depending on your situation for me it probably saves me like 200 to 300 dollars a year yes exactly exactly yeah all right well let's get into the comments the basic question i asked the uh the sword chomp instagram which you can answer the topic typically every thursday uh we did it a little bit earlier this week as we we're recording earlier but if you head over to the sword chomp instagram you can uh, answer the topic and be a part of the conversation, and we will reflect on those comments. But uh, I basically asked, what are your thoughts on Sony's announcement of their game streaming service? Uh, WJ Danilo said, nothing got me excited for it. <laughs> Not a single thing. And I was like, you know, can't totally disagree with you there. It yeah. was pretty under- underwhelming for me personally. Speak your but, truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Noi.Sakta said, hard pass for me, but I guess Sony had to do something as an answer to Game Pass. I mean, not like this competes, but I'm sure it will be a great service for some people. Now, what, what I said, and this is one of the things I was holding back on that I want to go in on, is that we got to realize for the Western markets, this is not as big of a deal. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal, but it's not as big of a deal as it is for Japan. And this is what I think really is the is the kind of important thing to remember here about the service is it's going to be much bigger for japan than it is for all of the other western markets i'm not going to say combined because that would be foolish but, but all of the other western markets yeah. because just xbox less, and game yeah ga- xbox and game pass aren't really a thing here yeah right? exactly in japan this, this like, is more they, like a new service than a competitor to game not pass. until right. blue dragon 2 comes out mm-hmm. <laughs> That it has its own service. No, but this, yes, this is a, a largely brand new service style for Japan and the Japanese people. So this mm-hmm. is going to be really exciting for all those people who have finally been able to get their hands on their PS5. Yeah. Um, it's God, I just thought about how here. insufferable it's going to make the one guy who owns an Xbox in Japan. <laughs> right? See, guys? See, guys? I was telling you about this for the last eight years. It hasn't existed for eight <laughs> years. No, I was telling you about it for the last eight years. Yeah, but I've yeah. been posting about it on forums for eight years. Yeah, right. You guys didn't <laughs> listen to me. But, I knew this was coming. Right. Mm-hmm. It's going to be bigger for Japan. So I think that, that that is one of the big things that you need to kind of keep in mind here when you're thinking about the service. Like, we have the luxury right now uh, as Westerners of kind of scoffing at this or being really excited about it. Be like, oh, it's about time Sony got got their their feet wet so to speak or it's about time they brought this service out and you know they're a few years late oh this is pricing is horrible <laughs> but this is brand new for japan so, and some of the markets over here yeah. where xbox isn't that popular yeah so. i mean other other than the nintendo service that is again way cheaper but still it doesn't have and the new very game type different stuff. and then like yeah y- yeah like nintendo's service is like here's some retro games Sony service is like, here's some retro games as, a, as an add-on. Yeah, that's right. the part that I think is the most frustrating, is I would much rather have this be some sort of an a la carte approach. 
it's it's kind of the situation where, well, if you're doing this anyway, couldn't you just also sell me these games a la carte in a store yeah. too? Because I would, in some cases, probably prefer that, depending on what the offering ends up being. Yeah. It'll be interesting if they, they, they start considering some of that stuff, if there's enough clamoring for that. Um, headquarters said, this isn't worth the money, in my opinion. It's a whole lot of nothing. I'll keep my current subscription, which I would argue is only worth its value because I always look for specials on their annual subscription online. Yeah. So that's, I think that's an interesting aspect is that for current subscribers, does it move the needle for them to upgrade their current tier? And um, in terms of head, headquarters, a good friend of ours, that uh, no, it's not moving the needle for him. You know, the, and this happens every time any of them change their subscription. The shakeups like this make me much more likely to cancel a subscription than to upgrade. Because it, it reminds you that this Because it reminds is me that I'm paying the money for this thing that I almost never use. Hmm. Yeah. That's that's a, the risk kind of, right? Like when you mention that something exists, you're like, "Oh shit, I forgot to cancel that like 3 exactly. years ago." Like, I've been giving them 60 shit. bucks for the last 108 years. It, right. It's like that special time of year when I get that call from my parents and they're like, "Hey, our Netflix isn't working." And I'm like, "Yeah, it's cuz I stopped paying for it." <laughs> uh I remember you mentioned that a few weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh Big Papa Steven said the only thing that could get me to upgrade to those higher tiers is the list of games available. Hey! Oh, yeah. For example, the Persona titles that are locked to older hardware would be nice to play on the PS5. But yeah. even then, I could just plug in my PS3. And that's kind of like yes. what I was talking with you guys about earlier with like backwards compatibility. It's all about convenience and availability. Uh, convenience yeah. being like plugging in your older systems, availability being what they decide to put and assemble for that library. What are they going to put in there? And that's so much of this hinge, hinges on what they are going to deem deserves yeah. to be in that library. And yeah, yeah. And you know what's funny is like I always talk about like you're saying Shay the convenience of it because I get the appeal of being like just turning on this one console and being able to say go. But at the same time, the TV less than ten feet from me at all times has my PS5, my Switch. A GameCube, a PS3, a PS1, an N64, and the Retron 5 are all hooked up to it. Yeah. Like, I could go on this shit at any moment, but I'm still like, couldn't you just put it in the one box, sir? Yeah, and kind of... We talked about the the Vita a while recently, and that... That has one of the best batteries known to mankind. Oh, yeah. In that machine. Like, that that will stay in sleep mode for months. And still have plenty of juice. Um, yeah. which just makes it way easier to be like, oh man, like I'm in the mood to go play this thing that I picked up on there. That that's yeah. that's that's what makes that machine so great. It it sucks anytime you need, you know, the R L two and R two. Um, now I have those triggers, man. I no, I, I I bought a I bought a a little clamp on thing that gives me the actual buttons as well. But those are called uh, nipple tassels. Yes, that is the official. Exactly, name. exactly. I think it's a scientific term. Um, but <laughs> science has pulled out all the stops, the research to get you the official name of those those uh, exactly. pieces of hardware. It took it took our best, our top men, years. Top men. Um, but you know, 
While our scientists should have been researching all about the coronavirus, you're, they were um, spending their hard-earned time and labor getting you're, to you're, know the name. Your scientists were too preoccupied with whether or not they could. They, they didn't stop to think about whether or not they should. Oh, no, the U.S. determined that they should. Uh, we got together and we decided it would be a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Who did? We. The boys. Just me and the boys. Carl Urban, is that you? Me and the elite cabal. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's not Carl uh, Urban. Yeah. Goodness. Fucking shit. Um, sorry, I got us distracted. <laughs> so Peyton Jones, uh, 02, asked, I think it's a bit pricey. Are PS3 games a part of the service? Yeah, and I clarified to him, and just as a clarification, because um, it is a little bit confusing. This is something I did want to go a little bit more into, and I wanted to wait for this comment. PS3 games are included as a part of the premium service, but you cannot download them. They are only yeah. available for streaming. And the reason why is because Sony said it is too difficult to make those PS3 games available for download. Which is which one is, of the actually true things they've said in all this. Cause emulating PC, PS3 stuff is very difficult. It's why we, PlayStation yeah. Now exists the way it does as an only streaming thing. Yeah. And also, I'm, it's safe to assume that like PlayStation Now is no longer going to be a thing, and that library is just it's going to be get migrated into, into this, this. I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah. Um, but Can but you, yeah, like our, our, our PS3 emula- emulation is still only about 70%. By design, because of the chips that were put into the PS3 that continue yeah. to make it very difficult to emulate PS3 stuff. Yeah. We're, we're, we're much what, better, that, but again, we're like 70% compared to And the, it took us this long. The PS3 mm-hmm. is very old at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm curious, and like I'm sure other people are, because I didn't research why it's so difficult. Do you, Can you guys explain it to me like I'm five, why it's so difficult? I've looked into this a lot like I don't understand enough of the technical end to give you a true answer but the proprietary chip they use is very hard to work it's a custom processor that's very hard to work with and very hard to emulate and it's about as simple as that yeah what but they're the ones who made the chip in the first place why would it why couldn't they reverse engineer it well no they they could they killed all the scientists who made it they could but like this this is you can reverse engineer it 100% but it's just not efficient cuz then you're simulating an entire chip in a new machine and it's still new enough that just that that's that's a tough sell for processing power to completely emulate what this chip is doing not simulating the game code simulating the game code running on a simulation chip running mm. on yeah, it's just it's it's it, like the feedback loop of tricking your PS5 into thinking it's PS3 a PS3 would be so resource intensive. Yeah, which which is why for the most part we don't do a one to one processor simulation. We run the code by using kind of hacks to get around it. Even even mm. for stuff like the the you know the Nintendo. Like we're 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 just we know how the code's supposed to work, so we compile it to run on a completely different processor is kind of how it works. Whereas uh-huh. if you want it to run identically to those old things, then you use actual chip emulation, which is it, doable it, it, at that level. Which is what stuff like the the uh, um that, that's like what the Mister is for. Yeah, is the like Mister. Chi- you want yeah. hardware perfect chip emulation. That's why you get a Mister. Yeah, um, or, but, or that. Uh, um, what about a missus? Can you get a missus to work on it? I don't think so, but I've been told I'm not allowed to comment on women's appearances anymore. 
That's fair. No, I, um, so I, I have like kind of like an offshoot question of what you're explaining, Josh. Is part of, part of maybe the possible concern is because it's so research source intensive that maybe that would be kind of bad for the environment? Would that be a possible concern? Of no, that? it's still not. I think it's less to do with that because again, no, I, I know it's, I know that's not a main driver for that. I'm asking, do you think that's a possible concern though? No, I think we've never been concerned not, about the environment feasible. before. I don't well, think it's would, again because because their current alternative is to just run PS3s in server banks and then stream the video to you. Mm. That is the least efficient way to do efficient anything. way to do that. But it means they don't have to figure out how to run PS3 code on anything other than that processor. Okay. And okay. for the record, this is a problem of their own making. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I. The the whole point of me asking that question was actually I was going to make a joke about NFTs, but um, uh-huh. well, uh, good news, Shay. All your favorite PS3 titles are going to be made available as NFTs uh, right after the show. I'm I'm gonna fucking NF squeeze their balls if they keep doing that shit. Well, I got I news from you. You've got some, for that. You've got some ball <laughs> squeezing to do, friend. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're gonna say nf give me more of that daddy mm-hmm. yeah yeah Here's your i will NF get that check. i will get that as an nft for your no, nf um, sexual service <laughs> <laughs> logan boston 8299 said i'm okay with the plan mainly because they're not changing the base level at all from what i already pay for i definitely yes. won't be upgrading to a higher tier but i like that people have the option just wish that they were a little cheaper. And I think that is what actually one thing to their benefit is that they have a lot more options than, um, I shouldn't say a lot more. They should have one more option or they, they have, have one more option. One more option. Yeah. Xbox, Xbox has two. Nintendo has two. PlayStation has three. It's a little bit more customizable. And I think that it, that isn't necessarily a bad thing. I think that actually oh, is yeah, no. to their benefit. You know, well, regardless of the pricing, regardless of the benefits, um, having more options, I think, in this case, is better. I think the smartest choice is leaving that base plan completely unchanged, because the worst thing they could do in the middle of this is com- to have a complete upheaval of the existing system for people that are already subscribed. You're like, your thing doesn't exist anymore. You're going to have to subscribe to this new thing. Like, that is the worst possible decision you could make. Yeah. That shit never works. That's what that. was messy about the launch of Game Pass. And Game Pass ended up being very successful and is a great service. But, like, people who were still subscribed to Gold separately, like, all of that shit was confusing and just, like, a weird misstep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't fully understand it until like half a year ago. What exactly? <laughs> There's like 300 people who are still somehow subscribed to Xbox Live Gold. They have no idea what's happening. Yeah, probably. Well, no, it's because right. you still ha- you have to call someone and send them a sample of your blood. It in it, order it, to it, it actually it immediately reminds me. Of- Sir, I told you for the seventh time, quit sending us your jizz. We need the blood. God damn it. What, exactly. What's got to be what's got to be over a decade ago at this point. I always remember uh, Game Informer used to run their April Fools issues with like a bunch of satirical articles. Yes, and there was one that always stuck out to me where it was like an interview with the last person playing Final Fantasy XI, and like the entire interview was him being like, "I'm not actually playing the game anymore. I j- I just can't figure out how to cancel my subscription." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not wrong, not wrong there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, fucking hell. Um, Coaxial Cable Dad, good buddy of ours, 
um, for a very long time, said, I really want to see the PS2 and PS1 lineup. Extremely disappointed in the PS3 streaming only, but I saw that one coming. I'm cautiously excited. So kind of what someone said before about it's really going to depend on what um, is available. Really makes yeah. or breaks everything. Right. Yeah, what, the, what that lineup looks like. Because, again, in recent years, they have had a pretty good push to make a lot of those old like Final Fantasy games purchasable on new hardware for not huge amounts of money. Some of them have been a, a, been a you know, slightly more than they should have been for re-releases, but they've been reasonable. Mm. And, and if we see... Yeah, it just, it depends. It depends if these are games that people have... Oh, I already picked that up because it was something I was interested in a couple years ago when, when the remaster came out or, or whatever else. Yeah, if, if that's like all they have, it, it's not going to be that particularly interesting. But like, if there's a bunch of, you know, cult classics on there or something, like, oh man, I've I've always wanted to get around to playing these games. Like, it's the only way to get a hold of Wild Arms or something. It's going to be, you know, a much easier, more sell. appealing scenario. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a that's a really good point. Um, so there, there are a lot of comments. I, I want to read them all because they, I was originally going to just like select, select a few more, but as I'm looking through them all, they all have something very different to say. So, yeah. um, because we kind of have a shorter list of games we're going to play. We're going to be a little bit heavier on the topic this week. Sounds uh, good. Nikon Frau said, everything is awesome until it isn't. It just brings up a lot of fear memories of when it doesn't work. Then it's like, let's throw my PlayStation out the window and not care if I have to pay for my window that cost $800 because I'm so damn angry that the server is down. And that's a, mm-hmm. I think that's a really big concern to think about is that, you know, Sony has been really slow in rolling this out. Sony has been terrible about cross-play. Sony has had a lot of missteps in the past few years that it stands to reason that there are probably going to be some hiccups with this new service early on. Yeah, And it's... It's hard because I'm sure people out there who really want the service to succeed are going to spend the money up front hoping that it works. And they're going to kind of be the guinea pigs for this. Um, and if yeah. there are not enough people who sign up for it initially, which I'm not really worried about, and I wouldn't be sad if it happened because Sony is a mega corporation and they'll be fine either way. But um, Please don't hurt the corporation. Right. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how how well the performance is right off the bat. Yeah. Only again, so much of this is speculative at this point, but hopeful is, is all I can feel about it. it. Like it can only be a thing that I just don't care about or something. That's really cool. Right. And like, I try and think about game pass. Cause I don't remember when it first rolled out, how good or bad it was. And I think that's probably indicative of it wasn't terrible right out the gate, because if yeah. it was, it would be talked about and we would remember it. Yeah, I don't, so I don't must know. Have I, didn't, I didn't have decent. a uh, an Xbox console at the time, so I only played the 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 PC version of that when that was in beta. Well, which was that's what's funny, right? Is yeah. like I had uh, an Xbox One at the time. I I got rid of my Xbox One. <laughs> I I no longer have a Microsoft console in the house, but I still subscribe to Game Pass. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, because I think even their beta was solid enough. It still has weird. You you go in and install, and everything works through their 
you know, Game Pass app, but updates still happen through the fucking Windows Store, which is like, like there's, how how have they not fixed that these many years later? There's also been a, a but, baffling thing that happened recently. I don't know if you've experienced this, Josh, where I install a game um, and then it tries to update it to a different folder and goes, there's been an error. You can't change where the game's installed before. Uh, up- I'm like, I didn't. You did that, you fucking asshole. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've not had that particular issue, but that's because I, I go in and intentionally say, confirm where you're going to install shit for yeah. all the Microsoft apps. Cause they just can't get their shit. They together. just don't know. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, just at least tell me where you're trying to do this Microsoft so I can fix it for you before you fuck something up for me. Um, <laughs> right. Um, I just, but yeah. actually, brings into one one thing that we didn't mention that none of the comments mentioned that I think it could be mentioned here now is it's going to be interesting to see how the interface of this looks because it's very easy to browse through Game Pass to select what you want to play because they is divide it, on it up by because it's it's not on PC it's pretty easy I mean they divide it up by genre they divide it up by what's newly been released um and then that you have the stuff sitting in your library. The the Xbox um, interface itself, like at least on the Xbox One, because I'm not on the Series X or S, is okay. pretty dog shit. It's dog shit like it was from the beginning. Has but navigating been. Game Pass is pretty easy on there. Okay, because yeah, on 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 Windows, it's still here's a collection of ten games that have something to do with each other. It's not a genre, but it's it's yeah. something to do with I, each other. Well, and I if mean, you want to search, good luck. Some of them are like very vague. Like I'm looking at it now. Like I'd be like shooter, all PC games, and I'm like everything's a PC game. We're on the PC, sir. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty easy to navigate. But okay, I'm I'm um, glad to see they at least have that working on their consoles. <laughs> yeah, the I think the Nintendo Switch ser- uh, online service navigating that one is is not as uh, easy for me personally to navigate uh it's not h- hard but it also it isn't okay. as clean i mean it's just it a wall like. of the of the 50 games that they have right i think it, it could be a little nostalgia bit, yeah it could be a little bit cleaner but i mean it's not the worst thing the, in the world it's they should definitely add like you know steam has like a clean library yeah, mode which is like here's a list Speaking of, of which, names they might be on the track to doing that because they just added folders they just added folders yeah which is great I've I've yet to organize my shit in the folders yet, but I need to. That's something. Nor that, have I. It sounds hard. It it looked like it was just a matter of just adding it on there, like kind of like. Yeah, but I'd have to like, like do a thing. Yeah, I don't know. Like I I've always liked having those as an option on my Vita. Uh, one thing one thing I want to mention is completely tangential, but you know what I'm tired of in Pokemon games having to do that, organize my boxes, every fucking monsters. Yeah. But that's what that kind of reminds box. me of doing at the folders. But it'll be interesting to see. You don't move those Pokemon around. How are you going to have enough room for your Tommy gun? That's true. <laughs> that's true. I got to move the eggs and don't forget to stack your grenades. Exactly. You're wasting oh, so man, much space by not turning those I meant herbs to put potions. an egg under that Pokemon. Fuck. Mm. Now you got to put the RPG over here. Take everything out. Put the RPG in first and then we're going to start over. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> And save a few green herbs for when you actually really need them. Yep. But um, no, it'll be interesting to see what that what the service interface looks like, and hopefully it looks clean. Um, that will go a long way. Yeah. To uh, helping the service out even more so. 
Um, here's a long comment, so strap in, guys. It's going to be lengthy, but it's interesting. So uh, Warflowers said, We had a big discussion about this on Discord. The consensus was that Sony did a seemingly good job with their offerings and pricing. The tiers are really smart and offer a lot for their entire player base. But it all comes down to content. What classic offerings will they have? Are they pulling wonderful titles from the vault? Or just shilling the same stuff that's currently available on the PS Store? Is this program just going to be a remodeled PS Now with little more to offer but a shiny new name? Once we know more, that will really solidify my beliefs on the new program. But for now, I'm happy to see that they're stepping into the next era of gaming and seem to be doing so in a competitive way. Hopefully they follow through on all their promises and really deliver something worth the price point, though, because Microsoft certainly is. Um, and I think, I think that's kind of like the, the key thing there is it's really, really, really going to depend on what, what games, like specifically, because if they're going to be shelling out a bunch of Final Fantasy titles, ones that most of us have already bought on other systems, um, then what's, what's the point of signing up for that? Like, what if there are readily available games? Like, you have 340 PS1, PS2, PSP, and PS3 titles, but they're mostly titles you can already purchase a la carte. Then why would you want to sign up for that service? Yeah, I mean, the easy answer is because you still can't purchase them a la carte on the modern hardware. But, I mean, I hope there's more to it than just that. A lot of them are definitely going to be those games that you can purchase a la carte because that's the first-party stuff. Well, uh, I mean, I mean, like, think about the Switch where you can buy all the old Final Fantasy games. Why would you want to pay for a service when you've already bought them on the Switch? And I think yeah. that's the preferred way to play some of those is, like, if I'm a, going on a, a long... it's portable. B, you own it. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. No, absolutely. Like... I have no doubt most of that stuff will be there because it's stuff Sony can I, I, easily I, I, get. Yeah, on. It doesn't need to not be there, but that can't be the selling. Point. No, no, that can't be the only the only thing that makes it appealing. Mm-hmm. There needs to be stuff you, we don't have access to in in other places, and my my hope is that that is true because there should be presumably mostly a lot of old Sony first party titles. What I'm saying is, yeah. give me Ape Escape or I quit. Well, I mean, like, I'm okay at the end yeah. of the day with them including a few Final Fantasy titles. There's no doubt they will. Have, well, of course. That's, that's going to be selling for some people. Give me but... Final Fantasy Tactics, a game I can't get anywhere for some fucking reason. Well, the, again, if they're doing the PSP thing... Give me the PSP yeah, version. The PSP the, the version really of that game would be great. That's have, the best have version. have an easier way to get a hold of it, frankly. Again, let us buy it somewhere other... Like, it's, I don't know. Yeah. Again, I... I'm I'm getting tired of subscription services uh, for everything, and well, it's just well, strap in, buddy. There's more. No, on the way. I know, I know, but like it's just I've gotten rid of a bunch of streaming services recently, realizing that for what I'm paying, I'll just buy a movie or two a month. It's more cost effective, and then I own the movie. You own nothing. Like, yeah, I, I don't get quite as many options, but I don't want 95% of those options. Right, right. But um, <laughs> before you get too sidetracked on that, I, I want to say, it, it, I understand if they include a few Final Fantasy titles, but also include some 
kind of titles that not a lot of people got to play. For example, and this is just as I was thinking about this off the top of my head uh, a few hours ago as I was commenting on some of what people typed, Tomba, which is an awesome PS1 yeah. game that not a lot of people got to play. That is a very expensive in, uh... game to get a hold of now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's not something you can find everywhere else. Right not now. just just Tomba 2. Not Tomba, it's just Tomba <laughs> 2. Right. So being able to put Tomba 1 and Tomba 2 on... Um, on that service would be awesome because then that's going to introduce that to a whole new fan service. Yeah. A whole new generation of people who can't buy it. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) Give us Croc Croc 2. Just Croc 2, not Croc 1. It's going to be interesting to see, like, because Sony... I think this is the one edge that Sony has. Like, really big edge, if you think about it. So... Imagine that they start putting these games, these lesser-known, lesser-popular games, on this service, like a Tomba, Tomba, excuse me, I don't know why you're calling it Tomba. I don't know why you're calling it Tomba. Because it's Tomba, that's how it's spelled. Yes? You fucking with me? No, it's spelled Tomba, it's one O. To Google! It's one O. Nah, it's Tomba. 1-0. 1-0. I mean, but like, what you're forgetting is, I don't care. <laughs> oh, okay, so, oh, okay. See, I, I always forget this about you, Rich. Whenever you're wrong, you can never admit you're wrong. I always forget about that. But it's time. Well, anyway, it's time to triple down. <laughs> but no, um, for example, like, let's stay on that Tomba example. So, <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck that is. So let's say they put Tomba on the. the... I'm not joking. Hold on a sec, guys. I'm not even. I'm not even the one. I'm not even the one laughing. Um. So they put that game on the service, and (laughs) (laughs) and people are able to play it for a few months and like, oh shit, I really love this game. I want to own it someday. But obviously, the only way to buy it as of now is to buy the PS1 copy, which is 80 to $100. It's a very mm-hmm. expensive collector's item. So Sony is like, fuck it. We saw how popular this is. Let's make a digital version of this game and sell it for $20. Bam. They can make a lot of money off of that. And that's the, I think that is the really big benefit that Sony has here because they have so much nostalgic titles tied up in the PS1, PS2, yeah. PSP, PS3, that if they start seeing certain games do extremely well, they make a digital version of it and sell it, they're going to get people to pay yep. Yep. money for these games. And some people will pay again. Exactly. They paid $60 is... years ago, and they'll pay $20, $30 to have it digitally. Yeah, that's kind of what I was saying with the, I want a lot of this to be a la carte, and I hope they see that again just from a it's really gross if they don't as soon as this rolls out they should just have PS1 and 2 emulation on their consoles on the on the PS4 and 5 yeah because that's easy that's been done for for years you can do it on that level of hardware let us play our old discs if we've got them but then also even you know notwithstanding that I'd be fine rebuying some of these old games. 
even if they were just emulated versions of the old one, if it was the only way to get a hold of a legal copy that's actually giving anything to the devs at this point. Because there are a lot of old cult classics that they didn't sell well. We've been passing around the discs for decades at this point, so people can play them. Mm. Passing around the discs and or pirating them. And it's like, there's, there's no way to give money to anyone who is involved with the creation of a lot of these old cult classics. And I would hope that somehow any of that subscription goes to them. I'm not holding any illusions that, 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 that it's actually going to happen, but it would be nice. Like it's, it's probably going to publishers only at this point. It's time for an official release of LSD dream emulator. Yeah. The world just, I forgot about that game for the PS one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, America's just, ready. Mm-hmm. It, it, it'll all be depend dependent. Like, it's not all dependent. I'm saying it will be a cool factor if they actually do that because, like you said, Josh, it would also go a long way for video game preservation. Exactly. Well. Exactly. Yeah. And and that's something we yeah. will be talking about here shortly in more detail. So it's yeah, kind, it's yeah. kind of cool that la- last week's tight uh, topic slightly tied into this week's slightly, slightly, very I'm, slightly. I'm, I, again, it's 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 nice that they're still making sure all these old games are playable in some state. Again, a lot of <laughs> Nintendo got into trouble with this with using versions like patched versions of pirated games that the community yeah. had made and then just putting them on their service. They're being like, "Hey, what the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> like, we fucking did this work, Nintendo. But um it was yeah, all I, I don't They're like seeing it tied like, oh, to a subscription service. To jail. I, I don't like seeing it tied to a subscription service just from a what happens when we can no longer pay for this service sort of a standpoint. I, like, I, what, yeah. what then? Like, what, I, I what long term, long, long term, what, what does this mean for the actual that, preservation of it? That's the problem, right. though. No one's thinking long term. Like, everybody is, that's the way media is consumed right now. Yeah. And exactly. <laughs> Thankfully, like a million people outside in different parts of the industry are like saving a lot of code and thinking the way we're all thinking, because mm-hmm. for almost 30 years, no one was thinking that way. And we oh lost my God. so much yeah, stuff right? because of it. I think so many of us are scarred by the years of missing Doctor Who episodes that were like, oh, no, fuck, I'm copying this game onto every hard drive I own. At this point, because I don't fucking trust anyone involved with making sure that it gets saved. Imagine knowing you're the guy at the BBC who taped over those Doctor Who episodes and he was like, what was I supposed to do? Bring tapes from home? (laughs) Well, I I think like. I think the big thing to consider is that that fire that happened in 2008 at Universal. You guys remember Mm -hmm. that where we lost a lot. Yeah, of yeah. the originals of the music of the, a lot of important music, historical music. Yeah, and we yeah. need to start considering that kind of stuff. Is like having backups. Um, yeah, especially having for games as well. multiple places, and and not even just backups. Like we just straight up didn't save source code years ago. Like yeah, this infamous story of like when people were like, "How come Final Fantasy VIII was never getting put out again?" And like all these stories circulating of like we don't know where the source code is for Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> we, we did oopsies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So Ugh. this this would go a long way for video game preservation if Sony is thinking that far ahead, which I hope they are. And if they are thinking that far ahead, like I they hope. are, if they are, that will actually get me more likely to sign up for their service because I will yeah, support absolutely. that. Yeah, but we'll see. Uh, a few more comments, guys. Uh, Corn Space said, "It's a skip this item. Truth be told, it's confirmed to not bring all titles like Game Pass deliveries. Game Pass delivers, excuse me. It's kind of shitty that they shut down servers for legacy games to lose access to those older games, but then to charge people. Um, not quite sure what he's talking about there. I think he's talking about a lot of their old." And this is not just Sony. This is everybody that... This is the whole industry, yeah. And this is, again, we're paying them to have multiplayer servers up for a lot of these old games. And some of them you can only play if the servers are up. Which, again, pirates do it better. Um, But, yeah, they're they're constantly shutting down old games. That's, That's Microsoft, too. But, like, so... Again, I just, I don't think a corporation is suited to handle this. I think they need to be way... Our fucking copyright system is so broken beyond any, any resemblance of functionality at this point that the actual solution would be to make it easier to connect to the pirate multiplayer servers so mm. that anybody who still gives a shit can, can connect to game. these old games. But that doesn't jive with corporate interests because, oh no, we're letting other people... Like, that's... I don't care. I'm, I'm tired of pretending that IP belonging to a multinational corporation means fucking shit to me or to culture as a whole. Fuck them. They're making the world worse. Josh, don't you want to protect the sanctity of Mickey Mouse? And it, I, anyway, it's just I, th- there's no money in it for them, and I understand that they shouldn't be forced to continue operating it, but they also need to not get in the way of anyone who wants yes, to make it people, still work. Let people who are willing to do that work do that work. Yeah, it makes me wonder. I'm sure there's a someone out there who's already tried this, or someone who's more business savvy than I am that could come up with this business model. But it would be interesting to see a third party just come in. And their whole focus is on like game preservation. Like they have, they have servers um, that act as, you know, an an additional security and they provide that service of uh, video game preservation. I mean, even if it's like a nonprofit organization or something like that, where, yeah, there have been some, but yeah, it's, it's just so hard whenever these companies, do everything they can to shut that down. And then, I mean, the Video Game Preservation Society is a thing, but they cannot legally specifically do what what you're discussing here. Yeah, I mean, the, the server they can do of it, is yeah. like, yeah, save source code and make sure... They can that, save the server's source code, but running it is... Running the server is technically, yeah, not yeah. something they're legally allowed to do. Yeah. The well, point is, why? like, if, if so, at any point the company wanted to officially, like reinstated this, this is, they're, they're making sure the tools are there this is why this could, is the legacy wow server thing where where well, there were people who wanted to continue playing previous patches of world of warcraft and they kept getting shut down shut down until it became its own subscription like oh now you can play these old versions 
but you've got to pay us for it. Yeah, um, I ran well, a Burning Crusade server for years. What? Well, that's the thing I don't get is like, why couldn't potentially th- these preservation societies or what have you pay like a flat fee to these companies and then have their their like have their own be like okay so nintendo doesn't want to run these servers anymore or microsoft doesn't want to run these servers or anymore or square enix doesn't want to run these servers anymore so you pay us this this preservation society a certain amount of money um we have an agreement with these companies that we will pay them part of the profits that we make from that and the other part of the profit will go to staffing and running these servers um why couldn't these companies come to some kind of agreement with these preservation societies? Like, I, and obviously I no, know yeah. that because it's not lucrative enough of a business for them. To That's want the thing. To, like it's, it's, they don't care. They could, they could make some money off of it, but the thought is just horrific to them that they won't be making all the money from it. And so someone, they'd rather make no money than someone else make some money. Uh, it's, it's just so, it's someone just in an so accounting backwards. office is talking about how that splits their player base. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Right. Um, exactly. Um, yeah. It's 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 interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, I ran problem. a Burning Crusade server for years. Come at me, Blizzard. Granted, there, it was like when I say ran a server, I mean I ran it for fifteen people who I yeah, knew. exactly exactly. <laughs> I, I've I've played on some of those as well. Like you still have to buy the. I mean you don't. You could pirate it at that point, but still have to buy the other code if you want it on your machine just for whatever. But yeah. <sighs> they're, they're not going to come after you, Rich. They're too busy paying the eighteen million dollars to make their problems go away. Um, kill if they had, had sex with me first, then maybe they'd have a case. <laughs> Kilted Gamer said, eh, I don't know how to feel. I guess I could argue 400 PS4, PS5 games for $15 a month is a good deal, but my gaming back or my gaming time is limited. I already have a huge backlog. Yeah. And what's with the PS1, PS2 being available at the most expensive tier and streaming? Gross. Yeah. Let me buy those old titles that I want and just download them. And that's what you're saying, Josh. Nessa. I, 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 a, I'd rather have to just buy them and be done with it. But B... They should just be separate. Be like the new games, even if you want to keep like their current price structure, 40 bucks for all the new games, 20 bucks for just the old games. Like if I could just get one or the other, like you're adding here are all the new games, here are all the old games, instead of it being like Yeah, like adding on, plus adding on like higher tiers. Yeah, like I think and maybe it's be cheaper a lot at that of people point if you bundle them. Like it's a cheaper price if you're getting both. Yeah, I think a lot of people like if if you wanted to go to like there should be an eighty dollar tier. The, you know the current thing plus old games, make it eighty bucks. Like that yeah. would be reasonable, um, mm. instead of forcing you to. I, I I've always hated that. I've always hated the you can get this thing, but only attached to some other thing. Well. They view it as the the ad as the bonus thing. Like yeah. I get the the mindset of it. I don't agree with it, but I get yeah. it. Well, yeah, that's... no. Like I'm sure it's going to make them more money, but I'm sure there are a ton of people who would be interested in just having the old games. Right. Yeah. I, I'm of I'm of two minds there. One, as it's been displayed the past few years, we know, and it's no shock to anyone that uh, nostalgia sells. So of course they're going to yeah. put that at the highest tier because they know people are some people are going to pay it. And that's, it is what it is for now. I mean, like, 
it's it's gross, but it's not unexpected. It's we've kind of been conditioned yeah. the past few years by companies to expect that. But I'm of the other mindset, and we we were kind of talking about this a little bit earlier. Is that it's it's really going to be dependent on how the companies roll this out and how they adapt to what ends up happening. If they start seeing that there's a huge clamoring for people saying, hey. I don't really care about new games. I care more about the older games. If you could offer that at a cheaper price, I will be on board. If there's enough of a demand for that, you might see them add an additional tier where that's possible. Is that likely? I don't know. Probably not because they can get people to pay that higher price. But I don't know. It will will be interesting to see what they do. I'd be interested in seeing tiers without their multiplayer nonsense because I play almost. I I don't use the sixty dollar thing that I pay for now for almost anything. Well, that'll never happen because I know just I know it won't. For like, we, we've talked about this before. Like they they've been getting this money for doing fuck all for forever at this point. They're not going to change it. But yeah, that's not going anywhere. It, I would like to be able to not pay them for multiplayer shit I'm never going to use and, and just have the other features. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. That'll ne- but we all know that'll never happen. No, no, no. That $60 is baseline. You pay that to get in the door. That's your fucking mm. cover charge. You don't get a free drink with that. Exactly. Two drink no. minimum, slut. Mm-hmm. What? The bouncer's very aggressive. Why would you call me a <laughs> slut, Rich? <laughs> I, I, I didn't think we slut shamed in 2022. No, we don't. Not, we, there's no reason for you to be ashamed. No, of no it, saying, but you are you are a slut. There's no shame How would in you that. Know but what there's I there's am. also there's no reason to ignore you tell sluts. Me? At least I wear rubber. We're not. We're not. This isn't we're about not me. shaming. We're, you're just you're you're suggesting we have slut erasure here, and we're just not for that. I'm not telling you how to There's feel not about an it. Eraser I'm just... big enough to erase this slut. <laughs> uh, that's the energy we're looking for on this exactly. show. Exactly. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Zach Banks, um, a guy who's been a, a guest on our show a few times now, said, "Is it smart for me to upgrade my membership to premium?" No, probably not. Am I going to anyway? You bet your ass I am. Yeah, Which, uh, I mean, I'm yeah, glad that there's yeah, my dumbass is there. probably going to pay for it at some point. Oh, 100%. 100%. I'm going to get it. <laughs> I'm glad that there are people out there who aren't like scoffing at this and are just like, you know what? I'm oh, excited. Oh, no, I'll scoff. That. I'll scoff all the way to the checkout and then uh, oh, I'll we know, scoff Josh. as we know I put you my credit scoff. card information in. And... You're going to be like, <laughs> this is not going to play on an audio podcast, but damn it. Give me another one, but fuck you. <laughs> He loves it. It hurts him so good. Mm-hmm. So good. Uh, this is a really interesting take. This is one, uh, one of the comments I've really been looking forward to. Um, Tawny S. said, Seeing as my PS Plus just ran out, I might pick up the essentials with a day's of play discount. But no, I will not pick up anything of their other tiers. The dollar to euro thing is disgusting. We pay way more by an obscene amount. And apart yeah. from that, locking away backwards compatibility behind a paywall and only games you deem worthy is just nasty. With Nintendo yep. Online Basic, I can let it slide because in a family plan, it's four euros a year for online and SNES yeah. and NES. This is 120 yeah, they're, they're, yeah. euros per year for PS1, PS2, and PSP games I probably own and the option to stream ps3 
I can play PS3 games on my PC better than the console ever did. Yeah, that's again, I've talked about how the emulation isn't great. That that not great emulation is still a lot better than streaming in a lot of cases. If if you have a, a powerful enough PC, yeah. Yes. Um, Australia and the UK always get screwed on these things. For sure. Um, and, and Europe, it seems, with their Most of Europe, it. yeah. yeah. Uh, so I get it. Like, I don't have a, a... I've never been in that situation, so I can't speak to it. But, like, from talking to other people about it, it seems like they're always getting screwed. So I get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the, the thing that's that was interesting here to think about that was um, I didn't realize that it would be more expensive until he had mentioned it, but it's actually cheaper mm-hmm. in Japan, too. Actually, when you guys think about it, too, because the dollar to euro conversion, yeah. it's a little bit cheaper in Japan. So, yeah. uh, um, which I think will be another reason why this is going to be so huge. Yeah, it might for, take off there. It might take off, like, you know. I think they're going to find success either way. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to crash and burn. Well, you saw how pop, we saw how popular Game Pass was when it first launched in the U.S. and Western markets. And now it's even, the PS Premium is cheaper than Xbox Game Pass um, yeah. at this point. Now, yes. are there some... If you have are, Ultimate. That's what I'm talking about, Ultimate, yeah. yeah. Um, but the fact that it's cheaper in Japan then even the u.s market is going to be huge it's going to be really big either way well i think game pass success is what makes it clear that this is going to work because it's going to be as simple as for a lot of people who aren't super plugged in as like their kids going to them oh you can do a subscription for playstation now just like xbox and their parents going oh great that's so much easier let's Mm -hmm. just do that exactly don't don't to keep up on buying every new thing just pay the monthly fee and be done with it. Right. Right. Exactly. The Netflixization of everything is yeah. Like it just it works. It's a formula that it may not be like the greatest solution for people who are really looking at it. Right. Uh but it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what movie am I going to see? Like let's let's go out to the movies. Like the Marvel Marvel movie. Like what yes. Marvel movie? It doesn't matter. There's always a Marvel movie there. It like yeah. it, and as much of a Marvel fan as I am, that's like still like, it's it's I don't know. everyone's everyone's busy streaming Moon Knight right now. Am I and four people the only people who know who Moon Knight is? Yes, but everyone's watching it. <laughs> yeah, because it's the Marvel thing. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it'll be successful. I have no doubt. Yeah, I the the thing that I think is really important to to mention there is that. You can acknowledge that it will be successful. You can acknowledge the benefits that it actually does bring and the, the, the quality aspects to the service while also being critical of it. Um, I think oh, that's... Yeah, yeah. I, I, I know gamers, TM, are no strangers to being critical of things, but um, yes, I, I think that it's fair to say that it is pretty gross, the nostalgia paywall. Yeah. Yeah, no, again, I would be... If they, if they came out with all of this... And then again, like like I was saying, obviously they have the tech there to emulate PS1 and 2 games. They just made those work on the new systems. That would make so much... Again, it's not good for them at all, but it would, it would do so much to, to make this seem like it's 
not just holding these old games hostage. Sure. Mm. Yes, absolutely. The last comment I'm going to read today um, is from Sir Arthur Higgins, who said, My gut reaction Sir Arthur was, Conan Doyle. was hard pass and big miss for Sony. But the more I sit on it, I think their push isn't for the top tier, but rather for the middle tier. For a couple bucks more a month, subscribers can get a catalog of games three times that of Game Pass. If they then dip their toes into the premium tier a couple times a year, that's a nice bonus. But I think once it's out, that middle tier will be more popular than we realize. And I think that was one of the comments I was really sitting on that I wanted, like I had similar thoughts, but I wanted to wait until um, we discussed it. But yeah, I, hmm. think that's, I think that's the thing here is that Sony realistically is like, I think we can get most people on board with the middle tier, which is why there's that, that price spike, you know, because that, I think most, uh, most people will pay for that middle tier because of the, P- the PS4, PS5 games that they are promising, which is 400 plus. And then a few times a year, if you're feeling nostalgic, you sign up once, two, three times a year um, for Again, one I, month. I don't think that's going to happen is the thing, because just with the current structure, it's a pain in the ass to switch from yearly to monthly, um, which is kind of the issue. Um, that's also a good point, too. Like, if... if all the prices we went over are the pay for a year at a time prices. Um, I I need to look to see how much more it is to pay monthly, but my guess is completely the fuck not worth it for that middle tier. If you're Almost paying definitely. monthly, yeah, um, I didn't I didn't want to mention the the monthly tier as much because obviously I think a majority of gamers like to pay that that yearly because it saves them some money. Best value, yeah, best, best value. I know, um, I know for but, a long time there, it was like close to double the price if you're paying monthly. Yeah, so, yeah, it's gross. Really, really quickly, let me just read to you just the U.S. price of the extra, which is the middle tier. So it's, like I said, it's $100 yearly. Yeah. Um, it's $39.99 or $40 quarterly, and it's $15 a month for a monthly service of that. So uh, 15 that's That's, that's, that's more than 50% more. Yeah, it's significant to get it monthly, right? Um, but but if you like, if you already sign up for the yearly, I don't know if that like the way it could work is, and I don't know if it'll work this way. If you sign up for the yearly tier, let's say you want to bump up to the uh, if, from the if extra it's easy to, to the like premium, I don't know if they'll just and... automatically allow you to bump up that way and then yeah. bump back down. If they Something do tells that, me it won't be that, that simple. Seamless, yeah, no, it would be great would be really if you could just... It would be great if you could just, like, go to the store, buy a month of the ultimate tier or whatever, and have it mm. just apply to your account. But something tells me it won't be that simple. If, if it works that well, great. If not, paying monthly is way more expensive than just paying for that ultimate tier per year way more yeah. that's like for sure for shockingly sure. so yeah yeah it's it'll be interesting to see how they how they kind of determine that stuff if they make it seamless it's going to be great if they don't they're shooting themselves in the foot agreed yeah, yeah. or shooting us in the foot which is probably more everyone's likely. being shot god damn it and waiting mm-hmm. for us to thank them mm-hmm. that's right uh but i think we pretty much talked about everything we can talk about with this topic. <laughs> I think I mean, we really sapped it. 
there was a lot to talk about here and there's a lot to break down i mean mm-hmm. i think that i think that um sony has been sitting on this for way too long and the fact that they're rolling it out finally now i mean it's gonna have some impact it's gonna have a huge impact and i think yeah um it's it that we needed to explore all facets of this because yeah it's gonna it's gonna be an impact that's a loud train it's gonna be an excuse me <laughs> uh that pizza's running Ninja. right through me no but uh it's gonna have a big cultural impact uh video game wise so it yeah. will be interesting to see what happens but uh, let's go on break before we talk about some of the games we've been playing this week or almost playing this week. We'll be right back after this commercial break. Psst, Shay. Shay, you there? Yeah, what's up? I don't know if Josh can hear us. I hacked into his edit of the podcast so we could plug the other shows. Quick, we got, you got you to tell me what kind of new shows we have on the horizon. What's going on? What's in the feed? Okay, so it was like I was saying to my friend the other day. That freedom isn't free, bitch. That's a reference for no one, but that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not why I'm here. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to tell you about new episodes of Evoking the Sublime. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that podcast that I recently got three new episodes up on. Yeah. Thanks for pitching that, man. Thanks for plugging that. No, I am legally obligated to. Well, I heard you got some episodes up on uh, Jumping at the Bits. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we got a new one up on Kirby, where we talk about all about his history, his first two games in depth, and his just general facts about him overall. Oh, oh shit! Here comes Josh. Uh, Josh, we were just we were just telling the people about uh, chomping after dark and nothing else, like you requested. Maybe maybe you could tell them a little bit about that. Chomping after dark. Yeah, yeah you, you remember that? In- yeah, you know that one. While I'm editing, how, how did you get here? It's not important. The point is, Chopping After Dark is a show where we spoil video games and sometimes movies. I heard we do comic books occasionally and TV shows, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Occasionally we do do those things. Yeah, and you said doo-doo. <laughs> I did say doo-doo. It's funny because it comes from your butt. <laughs> that's right. Um, well, anyways, Josh, we'll let you get back to editing. Sorry about interrupting you. How did they even get into this edit? We're back. We're gonna talk about some games. We're gonna let's see what we're fucking talking about some games right now. Fucking name. Next week, see see that in you. <laughs> we're gonna talk I about. I got some spiders games. coming out of my eyes. I'm... Spiders. <laughs> Did you go into a sunny thing there? Ants? Is it ants? I got I spiders. What's, what's spiders. that guy's name? Is it ants. Ants or spiders? Oh, ants. Ants. Ants in my eyes, Johnson. Ants in my eyes, Johnson. I knew spiders yeah. was wrong when I said it, but it was anyway. I got ants in my eyes. Also, I can't. I can't feel anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two different quotes there happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. But now, um, like we said at the beginning of the show, we didn't have a lot of time to play video games. So this seg, I ex- fully expect this segment to be pretty short for each game we're about to talk about, um, for the most part. But uh, Rich, you said you only really had time for Kirby this week. Uh, yeah. By the time this podcast is out my review for kirby in the forgotten land will be up uh so i have tied a bow on kirby i've gone back to do some of the post-game stuff because there is a considerable amount of it um coming out the other end of it i really fucking love this game uh it's if you, like i was saying i mean if you want to read my super deep thoughts i'm going to talk about it a little here obviously but that review will be up um 
this really does feel like the next big step for Kirby in a way. A lot of previous Kirby titles, and I like most of the Kirby games, and there are a ton that have come out over the past few years, always feel like weird little departures where they kind of reinvent the wheel and try something different, and it typically works and is a fun 2D platformer. This really does feel like they've taken the basics of what works about Kirby and really successfully translated it to 3D. Um, the level design is great. Uh, all the copy abilities are fantastic. I think that addition of upgrading the copy abilities to change them, which is a strong presence throughout the game. Most, mm. if not all, most of them can be upgraded about three times. Uh, and it drastically changes how they perform and how they look visually, especially with powers like the sword that goes from being right. Tiny little sword to like fucking barbarian Kirby with a giant sword. <laughs> um, I love that I, one. I, I, we talked last week about, uh, you know, would there be a Meta Knight mode in this? There isn't, as far as I can tell, but I think there's a very specific reason for that, and it's because the level three sword copy ability is just Kirby is Meta Knight. <laughs> like, he's wearing the mask, he has Meta Knight's sword, yep. and all his abilities. So I'm like, okay, that, that makes a certain degree of sense, but just... A weird story turn like there, there's a story being told here that only kind of catches up at the end. Um, but just really tight platforming, really stylistic visually with great music. Uh, I think the super realistic, like post-apocalyptic environments are a little jarring against Kirby just because they're so out of character for what the series usually does with the design of Planet Popstar. Um I can't quite get over looking at the hyper-realistic texture on King DTD's coat, but I'm with it <laughs> for, for whatever that's worth. <laughs> this this game is just fun, and it has a lot of replayability in the way Kirby games usually do with all those challenges in the levels. When you've rolled credits on the game, you get six additional very long levels that are much more challenging. There's really tightly-knit platformer, incredibly fun, I think it's well well worth the asking price. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I still need to play that game <laughs> other than the demo. But um I'm really excited to play it. I'm glad how long did you say it was, roughly? In total? Before I got to the end game stuff, uh I probably put in about fifteen ash hours. And that's with me for the most part. I didn't do all of them, but I was pretty much 100%ing most of the levels. Okay. Not all, but most. Like, I was going back here and there to be like, I could get that last of Waddle D. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good to know. Um, I haven't played a lot more Triangle Strategy, as I keep saying week after week. But I did... I wanted to say this. This is the one thing I really wanted to say about it. I've gotten to about Chapter 6 now. And the game's story has finally picked up to where I'm interested in what's going on. Um, it, it took a while to get there, but finally I'm invested and they're focusing less on like trying to get you to understand the people in the conflict of what's happening. And, um, they're actually You're past the get, setup. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting past the setup to the actual conflict of things and it's, it's engaging. I'm, I'm, I'm on board now and I'm Excellent. actually actively looking to play more. Um, the biggest struggle I think I've had playing with a game this the past few days is they introduced something into the game called like character stories 
where basically depending on where you fall on the the morality scale that they have in the game where you you're falling on more on like the justice aspect of the morality scale because there are three different areas you can fall on that system that they have in place that will determine which characters want to join you um and it's based off of numbers and those numbers are based off Hmm. of the choices you make in the game the people you talk to everything you do and uh now that i've gotten a a surplus of characters it's always the hard part of any tactics game deciding who you take with you and who you leave behind and it's i think it's really honestly it's more difficult in this game than i've ever experienced in a tactics game that i played in quite some time because each character feels so vastly different from the other character, what they specialize in, that I want to try them all out, but there's not enough party space to try them all out. So, um, of course, you can do that in, like, the mental matches that you can do at the encampment. You can do it in, like, those practice matches to kind of test out which character you like. That's always available to you. But um, I will always still feel, like, that, that FOMO feeling, the fear of missing out by not bringing some of those characters on. I, I, I have to ask you, Sherry, because he's one of my favorites. Do you have the, the blacksmith character? What's his name? Uh, I cannot remember his name for the life of me. He's the guy whose main ability is he can set traps. There are a few guys that can set traps, though. I mean, which I, I guess speaks I against my own point. But... <laughs> um, he, his main weapon's a hammer. He sets those spring-loaded traps. He can build ladders. I... Don't think I got him. Um, he he really changed how I played that game because he can literally against flat surfaces. He can construct a ladder and change how you move across the map. So let let me. And I got him fairly early on. Like I feel like you would have had him by now, Sir Maxwell. No, Archibald. I, I I'm gonna Lionel. No, all those all those people who have your. I'm pretty sure mate I have Julio, but he's not who I'm thinking of. Travis? Uh hold on. <laughs> Flanagan? Give me a second. Quahung? Jens? You could be Rufio. making some of these up at this point. Decimal? Rufio? Uh Jens Is Mocker, that actually a character? I was talking out my ass. No, Rufio's okay. not a character. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jen Jens Mocker, the artisan. No. Definitely have not seen him. He is uh, an absolute delight to have on your team. I really like how they introduce some of the characters, too, though, because uh, there's that, like, you have uh, Frederica, who's kind of like your starting mage. But then you also have, I I don't know if you experienced this one, there's another mage. She specializes in, like, she can specialize in, like, many different kinds, but when you were first introduced to her, she uses the wind power. You don't remember that one? Just the way I, don't, int- I, don't, I don't think I have her. The way they introduced her was really, really cool. I, I enjoyed that. So. I, um, is this a character you picked up when you went to the other nation? No, it's a character story. It's one of oh, the okay. characters. I, I don't believe I got that character then. I mean, like, I got an ice mage um, from when we went to visit the other nation. I also got a sorcerer named Donald who has kind of varied abilities. Hmm. Um, and I got a shaman character who has like some lightning and wind based stuff. Okay. It might be a shaman. It might be that shaman. I'm not sure. 
Um, her main mechanic is um, she starts when I got her. At least she had three attacks. She had right of lightning, right of rain, and right of wind. Uh, might be the same one. Well, like yeah, the main idea is like oh, lightning does more damage in the rain, so you can change the weather on the map to make it rainy, and then. I think that's the one. I think that's the one, but. Anyways, I like I like the variability of characters, and that's become more and more evident the further I get in the game. And I'm really enjoying being able to kind of customize my party and trying to figure out the synergy there. The uh, best way to a use them. It's a so lot great. of strategy there. Yeah, I mean, like the thing is, you can underutilize a character so easily. Like I think for my first few matches, I was really underutilizing Benedict, who's kind of your Sarano's advisor. Like. Yeah, he has some basic sword attacks, but his real strengths lie in his he is a buff machine and he can also he gets an ability at one point where he can make it. So I think it's just called you next and he can make it like he just aims at someone and their turn gets moved up to right after he's finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a lot of creative and cool abilities and that's where he's strongest. So, yeah, I I'm much more invested in the game now. Finally, that I got past all of the uh, exposition. There's a lot to to get through. And likewise, I think you'll find, like I did eventually, there's some characters that maybe are a little more valuable on New Game Plus, but like I didn't like I, I have more than one character whose entire kit is built around their ability to throw items, but I wasn't spending money on items. So mm. I just wasn't going to use that character. Right, right. Fun, fun. It's been a lot more fun. I will say that and I'll leave it there. Um Josh, you've been playing a lot more tunic. And uh, I know you want to gush about this game. I know that Rich and I haven't provided a good enough outlet for you to gush about it. I mean, to get back to it now that I've got Kirby all done, though, Josh. So next week we'll be able to talk about Tunic Deep. Yeah, but uh, Josh, you've been playing that more this week. Is there are there certain things that you wanted to mention with that? Um. He goes, no. A f- a f- hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I part. I. Hmm. I'm curious to play this without trying to go for any secrets, and and just getting. I mean, you've got to you've got to kind of understand some of the secrets because I mean, not strictly. You could get to the dark world like Rich was talking about before, and just be a complete badass and beat that last boss without figuring out any of the secret ways to get like all your stats back seems unlikely it seems very unlikely so like i they they are very much pointing you towards hey we put a bunch of secrets in this game what if you figured some out um when you get towards the end of that game and i've gone down a rabbit hole um i i talked last week about how the game really feels like you know, playing your older brother's game, you you don't know how to read. You can read the thing here or there because the game is mostly this script that is just completely incomprehensible and then some English words, you know, the all caps yeah. English words that, you know, stand out in any other sort of a game uh, that, oh, it's this is the thing I can read. Um, and you can get the story from that vaguely, broad strokes. Uh, and get how most of the systems work and whatnot. Mm. Uh, since I've played last, I got to a point where I found 
all the secrets I could and whatnot without knowing how to read. Um, and got to the last secret, and it was completely in that script that I couldn't read. Um, and so very suddenly I realized, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to care about this. And they kind of understand that as well, because this is a complicated, it's, it's not a, it's not a simple cipher. Like I was figuring, I thought it might be a cipher or it might be some sort of slabbery sort of thing. Last week I talked about, um, A, a a hint if you're going through here if you want to figure it out yourself if you don't i i am eventually probably going to put my notes online for this because it is very complicated if you are not a complete fucking dweeb like me at figuring this out um this is very similar to korean it this the the language the the cipher in this game which is not a one to one cipher read either one is it's closer to hangul where you are building characters that are here's a vowel sound here's a consonant sound let's put the whole thing into one character and you'll be able to read a consonant out of this new character that you've made it's really this is one of the most complicated video game languages i have tried to translate and i'm Mm. having a ton of fun figuring that out i've you do seem to be reveling in it which i enjoy i've i've not played a lot more of this game i have gone through and taken screenshots of as much text as possible i've been translating the game like without the game turned on like okay i took a screenshot of this let's figure out this other stuff there's there's a bunch of stuff in game that's like made to be the easy stuff to translate that they give you um like okay here's a gimme we're going to give you a bunch of characters once you figure out the basics. And frankly, the basics are the hardest thing about it. Um, it took me forever to figure out that this was like I was, like I was saying, it's like, it's like Hangul where you're, you're, you're make, you know, taking radicals and putting them together to make it's, I'm, it's really cool. It's really cool. I'm I'm surprised that this much effort went into making a language for a video game. That's um, where all the delays came from. Yeah, right? Um So like I've 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 found a few more secrets like I said and then I've I've basically gotten to a a hard wall where I could just finish the game or if I want to find all the secrets I think you need to learn how to read, which is so a technically, big ask in this game. As far as actually getting to the end of the game, you and I are at the same point. Yes. You're just doing something I would never in my life do, and I respect the fuck out of you for it, and because we need crazy people like you to do these things, because I don't want to. Oh, no, this is fucking insane. There are 18 vowels in this language. That's too many. And it's, it's English. It's, the language is English. It's just that instead of having the vowels we have and translating from a letter to letter, it's all done phonetically. And so you have to have way more vowels to actually hit all the phonetic vowel sounds we have. Um, That's a lot. I, I, I think whether or not any of this even makes sense to you is kind of got to 
I mean, there's there's a lot to enjoy here, whether or not you like anything I've just talked about. Kind of like Rich was saying last week, it, it's a it's a great Zelda game just as is, without getting into any of the secrets. You you could That's... you could get through the game, but I think what's going to make you absolutely fall in love with it or not is going to kind of be whether or not you're a fucking insane person like me who who really gets off on all the I'm... crazy love... secrets. That are I love here. the crypticness of it, and there's a ton of secrets to be found without going to this next level. You oh yes, yes. To. yeah. And I think all that stuff is well worth it, which is exactly why I haven't run up again. Like I tried that boss like two or three times, and I was like, all right, this is a lot, and I'm definitely still missing stuff. There are entire doors I haven't been able to figure out how to open mm-hmm. yet. So my intent is to go back and bang my head against that stuff and puzzle it out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I this this is absolutely 100% my sort of game. This is this is. I've been looking for something like this since Fez is is kind of yeah wh- where I am with it. Um, it's 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 so cool. Um, I've been like I said, I I've barely had the game on since the last show, but I've been thinking about the game constantly. I've been working on the game since then. Just mm. um, and there there aren't a lot of games that do that to you. Um. They just kind of get in your head that way. Um, and I, Tunic I, absolutely does. I think it's cool that there are enough details there for people like you who really want to delve deep in that, but it's not integral to the experience because that would yeah, make it yeah. far less accessible. Yeah, it, again, like it's... So much of this is besides the main story type progression. Um, mm. I think I could have finished the game a while ago. Again, I've I've not. I attempted that that last boss like once before I realized. Eh, let's okay. This seems last boss ish. Let's mm. let's uh, let's go find some of the other stuff. Um, kind of like Rich was saying. Um, yeah. And I, I still kind of stand by a lot of what I was saying last week. Of it, it still it still feels like playing a game when you're a little kid. It's got so much of that mystery to it. So much of that I don't understand how this works. This this, this super nostalgic feeling. Uh and whether or not you take that feeling and go, "All right, I'm going to understand how this works or I'm just going to get what I can out of it and be done with it." It still really really puts you in that place. Um just better than anything I've played in a long time. Um, it's right. it's it's that's that it's a very unique feeling. Um, hmm. Well, I'm glad you I'm glad you have had fun with it, and I I look forward to hearing like when you finished everything and you're completely done with the game and you put it down overall, kind of like your reflection on it, which I'm sure by ne- this time next week you will have finished the game already. It, it's funny. I'm thinking about all the secrets still, but at the same time, I've been, since I'm not playing it as much, I've been thinking about how I could do weird sort of sequence breaking stuff with the game mm. as well, because naturally, one of the big hurdles at the beginning of the game is getting the swords. You can cut down bushes and whatnot. And I've been thinking ever since I found that second sword at the very, I, very end of the game. Like, how can I get here without the sword? Because 
I'm sure there's a way to fight. Like people are going to be doing that speed run version where they just run. Just use the a stick. stick. You're right. Yeah. Um, and, and my brain has been kind of puzzling over that at the same time. Like, okay, like this, there's just so much to it. There's, there's so much that you can sink your teeth to into in a game like this. Um, in a similar way to a lot of people are experiencing with Elden Ring. And it's obviously that's a very different sort of experience experience. Um, but a similar sense of discovery. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, well, that that's actually going to lead into one of our polls, which we will be uh, conferring with and talking about after this upcoming break. But Josh, thank you for more breaking down more of that game. But we got to go to break. We got to pay the bills, guys. Okay, we're gonna go pay the bills. We're gonna be right back. <laughs> ah, the summer breeze. The sun is beaming. The waves are crashing life is good mister mister uh, m- what mm. what in the blazes is going on x extra read all about it read what lad spit it out how did you find me on vacation sword jump has tank tops Beach towels and much more over at store.swordchomp.com. Store.swordchomp.com? Store.swordchomp.com. Store.swordchomp.com. Yes, store.swordchomp.com. Store.swordchomp.com. Yes, damn it! It worked. I can enjoy my afternoon nap in peace. Hey, mister. Did you hear about store.store.com? And we're back from our break. Um... We where was I? You. Where was I? Every what time happened? You, every time you say we're going on break, I just my eyes shut and I black out and then I wake up back here. It's it's weird how that works, right? Um we're gonna run in your van with some social media polls. And they're, they're <laughs> and they're doozies. These are these are probably the most ro- this is probably the most robust poll day I've done all Ooh. year. Um, I love a good robust no. poll. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> And not in terms of quantity, but in terms Ew. of what the, the conversation it's gonna it's gonna generate. But um, every Tuesday, usually again at the Sorchomp Instagram, you can vote on the polls, and we will discuss the results. I got it up a little bit late. Uh, that's what she said or he said, whatever. Um, Boom! You fucked. Was said. Yes. You burned. Was indeed said. But still stands the reason. Nine times out of ten, I get it up on Tuesdays. That's what he said. Got it. Um, first question. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. This is kind of an expansion on what we talked about earlier. PlayStation's version of Game Pass has official details. Are you interested? Um, 56% of people said that price tag. And 30, uh, sorry, 44% of people said I'm in. Which um, I think it's probably less about the price tag, just the accumulation of all the services. I think it's probably... Mm-hmm. The bigger thing there, because I don't think that like when you break it down to it being ten dollars a month, which is five dollars cheaper than um, Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Oh yeah, yeah. And you're getting more titles potentially with PlayStation. 
Yeah. Yeah, that checks out. Yep, yep, yeah. Don't have much to say there. Obviously, we kind of beat that topic to death, so don't want to stay on that one too long. But um, I just wanted to see what numbers wise. Yeah, no, that's that's interesting. Yeah. Right, exactly. Frankly, 40%, I think, is really good for them. Yeah. If if 40% of the people who already have that stupid overpriced $60 a year subscription are interested in doubling that for the fuck of it, they're going to be making a lot of money. Yeah, I just, I think that, I think the bigger thing there that, that we can take away from that is that if they release more details, they can probably turn that 40% into a 70%. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Like give it, give us solid reasons to be on board. I think it's gonna make a big difference. Right. We should see that in the coming months as we get ready. You know, exactly. To make an informed decision of whether it's worth that upgrade or not. So right, mm-hmm. exactly. I'm sure there'll time, be some time details at E3. Mm-hmm. E3, he says. <laughs> I do declare. Um, we are wrapping up the gauntlet of quarter one of 2022. Has this been one of the strongest starts to a year ever for gaming? Now, full transparency, this was originally going to be our topic for this week, but with that PlayStation news dropping, we figured that was probably the more pressing topic to address. But um, yeah, has this been one of the strongest starts to a year ever for gaming? 76% of people said, holy hell, it's been good. And uh, 24% of people said, I've seen better, I swear. Which uh, I am going to sit here and say, prove it. I mean, the Switch launch is the only thing that really compares. Um, and I think mm-hmm. sheer numbers-wise, it doesn't compare. It's just, you know, maybe quality. overall quality-wise, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll... it's comparable. Right. Like, Rich, do you remember in recent history, or just in history in general, there being a stronger quarter one in gaming? Uh, it's hard to say quarter one. I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's easy to like talk about it like it's been amazing just because we have gotten a slew of really good games across like the past two months alone. Like it wasn't a super strong start to the year in general. Like there's a lot of good stuff out there right now, but I don't know. I think back to year like fucking I can't pinpoint this is probably quarter four, but I'm thinking like think about like 2011 where we got like Skyrim and Portal 2 in the same year. Uh, but, but that was not in quarter one. Skyrim was at quarter four. That was November no. 11. Yeah, I'd have to, I'd have to do a lot more research to like find that out. I just yeah. it's a fantastic quarter one. Like most of that's been in the past month and a half. Granted, um, it's not even the quarter. It's just been March. Well, I, I mean, just, February too. Like I in, bet in if February, I had the time to do the research, I could find you a, a quarter one that was like insanely kick-ass during like the PS one or the SNES era. Yeah. That's one of the things I was trying to think about is like, I, I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Um, you I know, think, there, there probably <sighs> is a year that was bigger. Um, I just, it, it, we used to be so centered around quarter four because I'm trying to think it, it probably was quarter four. I'm like final fantasy yeah. nine and, uh, Perfect Dark came out around the same time. Final Fantasy VIII and Zucoden I mean, two came out around the yeah, same time. Yeah, we, we 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 almost every year we talk about. Oh my God, it, it's fall. Every everything's coming into that holiday window. But all, becoming all less the and less games are going to be coming out. This year has been like March 
has, has just shit well, it's all, all stuff over that. Got... Like, I imagine there's still big stuff coming out at the end of the year, but I'm but I'm this still March be playing games stuff... from now. It's all stuff that got pushed back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to give you guys kind of a, a quick glance, because I decided just for fun to look at 2011, uh, their quarter one, since Rich, I know you just mentioned that there are a lot of good games, but just for fun, I wanted to kind of go look at what some of the games that came out. Mass Effect yeah. 2 came out for PS3, which I believe is already out for the 360 by that point in January. Dead Space 2 came out in January of 2011. Um, what else came out? Two Worlds 2. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck about that. <laughs> Bulletstorm came out in February of that Ooh, year, which good. was a pretty big game for the time. We game. bought that for a demo. Pokemon Black and White came out for the 3DS in March. Or not That's for, sorry, one. the DS, not the 3DS, excuse me, I misspoke there. Uh, Homefront, which was a pretty highly anticipated game during that time. Uh, Crisis 2. It's and... no Crisis 3. Not Crisis 3. Uh, Ghostbusters Sanctum of Slime. It's not a great game, I remember that. No, it's not a great game at all. But other than that, um, not, so, nothing really big came out in quarter one of 2011. Some would say Mass Effect 2 is one of the best games of all time. Some people would be me. That is yeah, one of the same. best games of Dead all time. Space 2, also insanely good. It, it's, it marks a harrowing point, though, for both those games. Because they were <laughs> yes, just about to get their third installment that would be not as good. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I, Dead Space 3 I like a lot less than I like Mass Effect 3, to be fair. Like, I enjoy For playing sure. Mass Effect 3. I just don't like the way it ends. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I Yeah. I just think that Mass Effect 3 was very forgettable as compared to 1 and 2. Agreed. Yeah. But Completely agreed. I think that's But then Do- Andromeda came along to remind us to, what, to what remind we us had. How good we had it. Yeah. Yep. I think yeah. that uh, Check Space your privilege. 2 still objectively a great game i adore dead space 2 i loved it yeah i'm glad someone else is here to agree with me it's been years fighting that fight and uh it does exist someone else dead space 3 is not a good game dead space 1 is a phenomenal game dead space 2 is a great game yes 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 thank you it's that 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 comparison is what makes it rough like i i could see having the good but compared to like Dead, the Dead original Space, Dead Space is oh, one of the best games a, of all time. By just, that is one of the best survival horror games ever made. Yeah. It is so good. Yeah, and it's, it's like, comparing it to one this year? is not favorable at all, but comparing it to everything else in the field, it's still outstanding. Is, is that remake due out this year? Of Dead Space? Yeah. I don't know. Ooh, I'm going to look into it right now. I am too. I'm going to beat you. I just typed in Dead Remake instead of Dead Space because I can't spell. Um, it doesn't have a release date, it looks like. Okay. But it says will be released early 2023. So, rough. Yeah, okay. Next year's quarter one is looking to shape up pretty well, too, with the Dead Space remake. And, um, speaking of which, which leads us into our next poll, the Breath of the Wild 2, which was delayed until 2023. That was a perfect transition right there. So I asked, how do you feel about it? Um, seventy-six percent of people said, "Thank fuck, I need a break." Yeah, and then twenty-four percent of people said, "God damn you, Nintendo!" 
You know what's funny? When you posted about this, Shay, my initial thought was, oh, did people still believe that was coming out in 2022? Same. I don't even... Anyone else in the world, I had exactly zero confidence it would come out this year. But... Nintendo, you're kind of like, they could do it. They're just crazy there's, enough. There's, there's, there's some, they're sneaky. They, they could just not be showing a shit that, like, maybe this game is way farther along than we know. But, if yeah, like, like you companies... were saying, we've seen so little of it that just anyone else in the world, I did well, not expect it out this year. Well, they're one of those companies where I feel like it could go either way. Like, mm-hmm. had it shipped, I wouldn't have batted an eye. But also, the minute they're like, it's not coming out this year, I'm like, yeah, of course. Uh, no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. Like, they also showed off some more footage and stuff from the game, which mm-hmm. has me more excited for it. They showed that uh, Master Sword that Link left in the sock under his bed. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I find that fucking hilarious that the only weapon that didn't break broke. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty beautiful. It's got, like, that Helix Sword. Let's get the Helix Sword from Majora's Mask in here now. I, Damn right. It makes me wonder if, like, they heard all of the uh, dissension about yeah. the, the weapon durability. They listened to our fucking show. Like, Everyone else is whining about durability, and they're like, no, those sword chump guys. They like the durability. Let's fucking double down. Oh, I Everything. Wasn't, I wasn't quite thinking that, but that'd be dope. No, I was thinking they're like, yeah, how you like the durability now, fuckers? <laughs> yeah, eat shit. Yeah, but no, I, I'm really happy that I think... It, that is getting delayed because this year is already so packed. The yeah. bad part is um, just from a person who loves gaming, like just that kind of standpoint is that with that game being in 2022, I think it would have been one of the most legendary years in gaming. That game oh, yeah. had to come out on top of everything else that has come out or is going to come out. Yeah, no, no, it would have, it would have uh, added a, another huge bonus point to an already stacked year. Yep. Again, we'll 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 see how the year shakes out. We've got a we've got a long ways to go. It seems great now, but we could end up with you know, a nine month lull from this point on. Yeah, who's to say? Yeah. Mm. There's yeah. there's a lot of big stuff that I'm still looking forward to. But granted, I could use the lull because it would give me a chance to catch up on all this stuff. For real. Well, yeah, really. Yeah. Still haven't played exactly. half the games I wanted to so far. Yeah, exactly. Um, Elden Ring is incredible, but are you just a little bit tired of hearing about it every day? Um, 61% of people said, let people enjoy the moment. And 39% of people said, just a teensy-weensy bit. And uh, I'm probably somewhere in the middle between those two. Like, I'm really happy people are enjoying this game one month later. I think it has that same magic in awe and spectacle of Breath of the Wild when it first came out. Yeah. But I am a little bit tired of going on Reddit every day or logging on to Instagram or Twitter and I cannot escape this fucking game. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good game, Shay. I know. I know. I probably would be one of those people who would be adding to the cacophony of noise. I get all of my... uh my energy out with it during the day because the coworker I sit next to is also playing Elden Ring. There you go. So every morning we go in and like as we're like getting coffee in the morning, you're like, okay, so last night I was up over here and I saw this fucking bird that's like shooting bazookas out of a trombone because that's what any <laughs> talk about anything in this game sounds completely made up and right? insane. <laughs> like I found this bear with a saxophone. 
and I kneeled in front of him. <laughs> and, and yeah, the, out of the trombone fell acorns, or sorry, saxophone fell acorns. So I took the acorns back to the Elden Throne, and, <laughs> and yeah, that's basically what talking about Elden Ring is like. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the last poll we did, this isn't as robust as I thought it was going to be, never mind. <laughs> I think this is the one we're going to have the most talk- talking points about. After a litany of mediocre games, One Piece's newest game will be a turn-based JRPG called Odyssey. What are your expectations? 28% of people said, Gamu Gamu, yes, I need this. And uh, 72% of people said, don't get your hopes up, mate. I have very specific thoughts about this, Shay. I want to hear them, Rich. Um, and I think we've discussed this before. During my time at Destructoid, I reviewed the last big One Piece game, One Piece World Seeker. I infamously talk about this game like it's a sack of shit, and then followed up with going, I really liked it, and then I gave it a four. <laughs> um, out of ten, just to be clear, not out of five. <laughs> it's not a particularly good game. But that game has a lot in common with with what's happening with Odyssey here. And that thing is, it is written by Oda. It is not just some schmucks taking the IP and, you know, doing whatever. It's got the correct voice cast. It's written by Oda. Character designs are done by Oda. And that's what made the parts of World Seeker, the, the game from a couple of years back, that were good feel so good. It, it felt like a One Piece movie or something. Like... Mm. The new characters were awesome. The story was really good. The voice acting performances were awesome. So then to give me that same visual style, because that's very much what this is, and tell me Oda's doing the story and the creature design again. Oh, and instead of just having this mediocre action game where you play as Luffy like the last one was, this is a turn-based RPG where you have access to the full crew. That sounds fucking great. I'm very optimistic about this. Yeah, I... I, like... Because of all those mediocre games to bad games, I like I have a really hard time getting excited. But because it's One Piece, I want it to be great. You know, I want it to be amazing. And the fact that, like you said, Oda is actually working on this mm-hmm. gives me high hopes for it. The, and that's the main thing. Like, I know neither of you, I'm sure, played One Piece World Seeker. But if you, I did it, a little bit. Oh, you did. Okay, I had to get through it because it was something I was doing as you know, for work. And I loved every minute of the story. Like I thought there was phenomenal character performances. And I was like, part of me was almost disappointed because I'm like, this would have been better if Oda had just written a one piece movie that takes place between whatever arcs. And if they can emulate even half of that, there's some really great side quest design in that game. There's like Mm. a whole side quest where this little town is needs Luffy to help them because they keep seeing ghosts appear from the village at night and you go to investigate. And it just ends up being Brooke. Um, <laughs> there's an entire side quest built around you trying to find Zoro who's lost. And the way you find him is you check in with villagers and they'll be like, Oh, the samurai guy. Yeah, I saw him. I told him to go this way. And then you go the opposite direction. They exactly. told Zoro. Exactly. Um, there's really smart, like that's fucking hilarious quest design in that game. That's, that's great. Um, so if any of that carries over with a better combat system, that's that's I'm going to very much enjoy it. Yeah, I'm I I'm hesitant on the better combat system part of your hope there cuz there's a lot of dog shit JRPG combat systems out there and 
frankly, if it's just less less effort than a you know action game that's also bad, maybe there'll be more effort put into those you know the this, the story and the side quest type stuff, and even even that would be better. You might be right. I, I get the thing is, I think, and this is a person, a me personally thing. Yeah. I'm definitely way more tolerant of a mediocre uh, turn based game than a mediocre action game. Uh, There's something yeah. about like action combat that doesn't feel snappy and responsive that is just more frustrating than like yeah, a turn based game that's too mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, because it still demands your attention for garbage, whereas you could zone out for bad JRPG combat. There's so much more that can go wrong in like making action an action game's yeah. combat feel good. Yeah, no, that's fair. Mm. Yeah, I I don't know. I think that there's probably maybe I'm wrong about this. I think there's less risk by making it uh turn-based. And maybe there's a little bit depend because I think it's more of a niche type of combat system, there's probably going to be a little less reward. Mm-hmm. In terms of just the combat, but as the overall picture, if they can get it right, I think that they might have finally a good game. So, yeah, watch two years from now. We're going to be like, what the fuck were we thinking? Just another right? shitty One Piece game. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Have I, I ever told you guys about the um, the DLC for One Piece World Seeker? Yes. That. Yeah. That. Oh, my God. I. America doesn't get it. Doesn't get the boobies. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> sorry, America. Sorry, guys. It's what you get when a bunch of fucking whiny ass men complain about turning red. Well, I mean, at the end of it, I came out of that piece of content being like, they shouldn't have kept this from us because it's, you know, too suggestive. They should have kept it from us because it sucks. <laughs> when you focus on the wrong things. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, I <laughs> I almost went on a rant there as Josh's dirty look kind of assuaged me from going on it and then thankfully uh Rich interrupted so it worked out right when I You're welcome. You're uh, welcome, buddy. It was for the best. Probably. Probably to be honest with you. But. Us doing this right now is throwing off my entire week. It's I can't believe it's a fucking Wednesday night. It's what? <laughs> Wait, Sorry, what day but- is it? I don't Wednesday. believe you. I don't believe you at all. But uh, that's it for the polls. Uh, so thank you guys for voting on them. Uh, it was fun to kind of discuss the results. Um, see kind of where we fall in terms of those. But um, yeah, that's... Oh, wait. Rich, I'm so sorry. I forgot to give you time to talk about uh, Moon Knight. Oh, yeah. I could, really I could totally do that. Uh, yeah, so by now, a bunch of people, because I know we have a bunch of people watching Marvel shit, uh, may have watched the first episode of Moon Knight, which is out on Disney Plus now. Um, for anyone unfamiliar, Moon Knight is one of my favorite Marvel characters, um, who is very prominent in the 70s, but a lot of people don't know about him, because, uh, a lot of the subject matter surrounding Moon Knight was considered too adult, so he didn't get as so cartoonified in, like, the 80s and 90s, like a lot of those characters did. Mm-hmm. Um but has more prominently been recently uh Oscar Isaac who a lot of people might know from the more recent Star Wars films is playing Mark Spector or Moon Knight and I'm 
really loving this series so far, mostly because uh, more so than I thought Disney would ever be willing to go on their main platform. It's pretty dark and violent. Uh, really leaning into the horror aspects of the character and the Egyptian mythology of Moon Knight, who is the champion on Earth of Khonshu, God of the Moon. And also, it, it, it remains to be seen if this is going to be handled in an interesting or, you know, tasteful way. But a big aspect of Mark Spector's characters in, in the later Moon Knight comic books is that he has disassociative identity disorder, which they play up in this first episode a lot in that he has multiple personalities and not all of them know that he is Moon Knight. So uh, there's kind of a big air of mystery around it. Uh, Ethan Hawke is playing the main villain and really hamming it up in a way I like. Mm. Uh, So it's going to be a six episode series. First episode leaves plenty of questions to be answered, but it's got Mm. a great look. Oscar Isaac is doing a killer performance as is Ethan Hawke. I, I cannot wait to see more of it. I, it's an obscure character who's going to become far less than obscure now that I have a, a really big love for. So I have a quick cool. question in, in terms of this, because I know you are such a big Marvel fan. Because they're doing all these limited series, like with WandaVision mm-hmm. and this one, and uh, was it Captain America and uh, Winter Soldier? And then Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Okay, I got that right. And then what, what's the one after that? Um, wait, 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 Loki. Yes, they did yeah, Loki yeah. as well. Do you prefer that these kind of limited series um, to kind of tell these lesser, no, um, yeah, these lesser known stories? Do you prefer these kind of limited series? I think it depends on the story you're trying to tell. Um, I think for a character like Moon Knight, it definitely works because, again, not a super well known character, so it might not be considered a big box office draw. But he's also a very layered character, so. When you think about it, by the end of this, you're going to have six hours of Moon Knight content. Like, it's like he's been given three movies. He's a very complex character. And I think a series is better suited for that to really give it time to breathe and find its footing. Yeah, sometimes the the medium is really better suited for it. I mean, something like. WandaVision only works as a TV series. That couldn't. I, I think similarly, this wouldn't. Trans, like you could do a Moon Knight movie. I don't think it would be as effective, and I think it makes more sense to introduce Mark Spector in Moon Knight in this six-part series, and then you know maybe a year, two years from now, he appears in an Avengers film, because yeah. or preferably a Midnight Suns film, which is I think very much what they're gearing up to do in the Marvel universe now with how hard they're leaning into supernatural stuff. But mm. uh, time will tell. Cool. Well, there you go. Sorry, I, I waited so long to the very end to do that. I, I almost forgot, too. But thank you. Thank you for remembering. Yeah, no worries. No worries. Um, well, that's going to do it for the show today. It's a little bit of a shorter show, but um, we did talk about the topic in a lot of detail. So hopefully that will tide yeah. you over until the following week, where I'm sure we'll be more game intensive in our talking. But um just really quickly, if you want more content from us, head over to swordchomp.com where you get access to more podcasts that we do. We just got our most recent episode up on Chomping After Dark on Eastward, a game that we really loved last year. And it's great that it came out around this time because there's a special edition that was just announced for that game, um, which I know Josh, Rich, and I are all very excited for. Um, Rich just got a new episode up of Chomping at the Bits on Kirby last week. It is available now. and 
you can check that episode out. Uh, I recently got some new episodes up last month on Evoking the Sublime. I interviewed uh, three different developers and composers. Go ahead and check those out. So all new content there. Um, excuse me. We also have an article section where we write about games that we played, review them, and other various things. Rich recently got um, some words up on Triangle Strategy. Our part-time contributor, Ray, just got an article up as well that Rich recently posted about. So there's some content there. And as Rich said earlier, he will have his review of Kirby up by the time you hear this episode. So lots of content there. Um, We have a merch store. Uh, you can check out there, see if you want to buy anything, um, store.swordchomp.com. We have some great stuff there. And, uh, the last thing I want to mention is the Patreon. Um, I know everybody and their mother has one of these, but this really is the way we are able to make as much content as we do. Um, don't you want Josh's the... children to eat? <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> through our, our patrons. Um, they, you know. They spend their hard-earned money to support us, and we are able to make more content as a result. And they get rewarded for it. So if you're interested in that, you can head over to uh, patreon.com slash swordchomp, or just access it from our website to check that out there. So, um, But that's going to do it. Uh, I want to say thank you to Josh and Rich for being here. Um, I want to say thank you to listening to this episode. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully uh, you found some interesting aspects and points to what we were talking about earlier. We will be back next week with another episode of the Chompcast. Be safe out there. 